<laughs> I'm not a fan of sticks, okay? So I just use carrots and I never go anywhere. Hello, Internet, and welcome to the A to Z Horrorcast. This is the Creative Town Podcast brought to you by us over at ADZHorror.com. I'm Jack, and sitting across from me is Jake. And it's totally safe, Jack. It's no worries. <laughs> sitting next to Jake is someone else who's rot you can smell. It's Mark. Good day, mate. Yikes. For those of you familiar <laughs> with our Cracker Jack operation, we watch Perfect. and review one horror movie a week, and then we get drunk and argue about it. And this week, we watched a Mark pick. We watched 2018's Cargo, and we will dive all the way into that real soon. And fair warning, when we do, we're going to spoil the absolute nonsense out of it. And hey, we do have a Patreon going, but we're not where your money should be going. So our money has previously been going to Feeding America. But as of June 1st, 2022, all of our Patreon proceeds will start going to Planned Parenthood to support the bodily autonomy of women and other persons who can get pregnant. So you can go to patreon.com slash A-T-O-Z horror, that one, I know yeah. our name, and support the show at your level of choosing, get some perks for your troubles, and know your money's going somewhere better than our dumb asses. And hey, if you can't do that right now, or just don't want to, that's cool, we just appreciate you being here, hanging out with us, but do try to do something you can for someone who needs it. Oh, very difficult. Yeah, it's breathe. early in the morning. It's breathe. early in the morning here, I can't breathe. <laughs> the sacrifices but- Jack makes, listener. If you need a little escapism, boys, hopefully you can have some fun in the horror world with us for at least the next little bit. And you know what that means. It's time to do the getting drunk part. I said boys in the wrong place there. On that score, let's do beers for fears, Mark. It was frantic. Yeah, I'm out uh, of breath listening I'm, to that, you. Look, actually, fuck it. I'm going first because let me explain why I'm frantic. I've been sipping on red wine at 10 in the morning and it's making me crazy, I think. Why are you <laughs> sipping on red wine, Jack? My beers for these fears are red wine. One, it's featured in the movie. Yeah. Heavily featured. But not just that, Jake, because I went out and I got a special red wine. I got a Jacob's Creek half Shiraz, half Cabernet Sauvignon blend because that is the wine that my lovely wife and I served at our wedding. So nice. it's my special anniversary wine, uh, and I got myself a bottle of it, and I'm drinking on it. Is that an Australian wine? wine? I think so, yeah. Oh, hold on. Is it Australian too? Oh, shit. I think it might be New Zealand. I don't I'm going to guess it's not. Mm. Well, well it while you're frantically Googling that, I'll go next. <laughs> Since you called me initially, anyway, I'm yeah, uh I'm drinking Foster's. You're drinking Foster's Premium. Foster's Premium from a keg can. Uh, it's Australian for beer. That's what they say. Uh huh. I wonder how Aussies feel about that. Famous Australian beer company. Yeah, that that's I'm the pretty one. sure Foster's. is from Australia, but I'm not sure. All Aussies love it. This is probably made <laughs> in Canada. Like Universal. They identify with it, for sure. Australia! Fuck yeah! Is it Hell, really? thank you, Mark. Yeah, and it's an Australian fucking wine. Damn. Wow. Wow, what a good one. Jake, mm. what about you? Yeah, it's brewed so, in Fort Worth, Texas. So. Well, it's still originally from Australia, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> We're not sure. <laughs> All Australians love it. <laughs> that's that's what, what the marketing says. Um, I So, look, here's the deal. Um, I <laughs> went into selecting my beers for fears thinking... Someone was going to drink a Foster's check. Nailed it. Thinking someone might drink a red wine. I wasn't as sure on that one, but check. Uh, I went in looking for an IPA that is brewed with Vic Secret Hops. Okay. Because those are I, pretty popular right now. And okay. Wow, I really what a trust, hipster pick. <laughs> I really I like trust it. our beer store for the most part. But what I found really difficult today is not as many cans of beer have yeah. what hops they are brewed with on them as i expected and i think that that's on me for sure 
I guess I'm just used to like going into a brewery and then they'll tell you everything you'd ever want to know about a beer, but they're not going to put that on commercial packaging. So I was sure. fucked. I couldn't I couldn't find anything that had to, had to do with Vic Secret. So I ended up getting a Rubens Crikey IPA because Crikey, mate. Okay. Hey. Australian. Question. As far as I don't know go. if it has any Australian hops in it. Just to connect the dots here, you're going Vic's Secret Hops because, Vic because of Vic is the, the name of the movie. In the movie. Yes. Okay, understood. Yes. Got it. Just making he's sure. got secrets. He's keeping secrets. Yeah, for a minute. Yeah. They're divulged fairly soon, but, you know. They are. He has but some. he's got secrets. Everybody has secrets. <laughs> These cans have secrets because I don't know what fucking hops they're brewed with. I'm going to look that up. Maybe that's brewed with Vic's Secret. I'm Jake, as far up. as disaster case audibles go, that's not that bad. Yeah, I went okay. I hurt my knee, though, bending down. So that's how it is to be old. So that's, yeah. that's pretty solid. <laughs> Did lasting damage to your ligaments just kneeling. <laughs> just unbelievable. <laughs> just took a knee and just popped. I think See, I, you got you to gotta stretch before you go to the uh, I think I tore my PCL. We're fine. I'm fine. I took yep. a fucking six-foot fall into a bush today. So Whoa. Everybody's doing good. the ladder kind of a sitch? No. There was a disc golf type of sitch, and I was standing on a thing, Ooh. and it like fell out from below me, and I just drove my shoulder directly <laughs> into a sitch. What course were you playing? Uh, Lytle Gulch Gold. Okay. That wow. is a reference that absolutely everyone's going to get. He asked. <laughs> and I mean, I don't know. I guess you could <laughs> I do it to know. They were natural. I don't give a shit. They, don't, they can wait. They can wait. Who's they? The listeners. They you're, are you now being upset with us for answering? First, you're upset with Mark for asking a me for asking a specific question. Now you're upset with us for not talking more about it. I don't understand what your point no, is. No, I here. arrived at. I'm cool with it. Okay, good. <laughs> I arrived. I'm going on that journey together. <laughs> Sundays are for that's, journeys, Jack. <laughs> okay, we're about to journey all over this movie. That's, that's where. That's where I thought you left it. Which is about cool a journey. See, the movie's about a journey, and we're going to go on a journey together. And maybe now, our boys, own drinking journeys. special oh my red wine, special wedding anniversary wine, and watching Cargo isn't the only thing we've done to the whole horror world over the course of the last week. And ordinarily, we'd tell you about it, but as we release this episode, it's going to be close to the first of the month, that month being June of 2022. And special announcement, HRR is back, boys. We're giving it another go. But hey, listener, if you like the written roundup hrr that we put on the podcast put on the website every month fucking share it with people send it around post it places because we want to see more traffic on that page we can't post it ourselves to reddit anymore so fucking help us out with yeah, that but it'll be back on june 1st that's the yeah. why because reddit yeah. decided to dick us up and down i mean it is a big part of the why yeah it's the why yeah so either way it's back we're gonna give it another shot so we got to talk about the horror release roundup over at the website, a to zhorror.com, and that's a hyphen zhorror.com, you can check out the entirety of the movies coming out. But here on the podcast, we're just going to talk about a top one and a couple other things that catch our attention. So let's talk about what's getting us excited. Hey, Jake, what is your top one for the month of June? What's got you hyped up? What has me hyped up is Slashback, Jack. Yeah, the girls oh, from Pang. Yeah. I am very interested in this. I didn't know anything about it. Uh, synopsis seemed cool. Then I watched the trailer, and this looks really, really fun. Uh, plus, I like the fact that this is kind of a an homage of sorts. It definitely tips the cap to, pronounced homage. to the thing. A homage to the thing. Did I pronounce the thing <laughs> right, or did I fuck that one yeah, up? Yeah, that one you got. Yes. <laughs> um, it's, it's an homage to the thing, for sure. But set in an Inuit village in none of it, which is Very super cool. fucking cool. And I need to look this up to do it right. This is what I was trying to pull up like every single 
tab that I possibly could. Uh, directed by, and I'm probably going to get this wrong, Nila Inuksuk, who is from, uh, if not the village that they filmed in, in terms of sets for this, very near there, I believe. So I'm excited to see what this brings to the table. I think it's going to be a totally new setting for sure. Strong yeah. like vampires versus the Bronx vibes with the group of kids. It, Love it looks it. very fun. I don't know if you've described like how f- fun this looks. I said just like a fun. frolic. Yeah. Did you? Yeah. I don't that's know. The first thing I said. So I don't remember. Fun. It looks fun, Jack. <laughs> Thank you. And therefore, I'm excited for it. And there are a few things to be excited for this month. So it's. I don't think it's any small feat for it to make my top one. It, this is a pretty strong month, boys. It's a good one to come back. And on. a pretty a weird lot of month. stuff vying for your attention. Yeah. And speaking of weird, my top one. You had to do is this. Mad God by Phil Tippett, or Phil Tippett's That's Mad not God, what I, was I think expecting. is the official release title. Holy shit, boys. Phil Tippett, for those people who do not know, is a like legendary effects supervisor and stop-motion yeah. animator and puppets creator. He's worked on like Star Wars and every George Lucas thing and everything, always. He's been somehow involved in yeah. um, Starship Troopers. He directed Starship Troopers 2, I think. Uh, but he's, he's just Everyone's favorite Starship Troopers every- entry. <laughs> the best Starship Troopers. But anyway, he's, this is his first... Feature, or I think his first feature film that he's like written, produced, and directed all himself. And it's stop motion animation and other various animation techniques. And it's fucking buck wild. It's like a deep sea diver guy going in a diving <laughs> a bell. A corroding and diving bell plunges and, yeah, to the depths. Jesus the synopsis Christ, alone is wild. bonkers. I'm so excited for this. Looks a little like a Tool music video. <clears throat> yeah. Looks a lot like a Tool music video. There's been a, a stretch. Well, okay, this is the second one that I'm interested in, but there are now two interesting horror movies on Shudder that are animated, and I kind of like that trend. Yeah, let's keep that up. I'm fine with it. Yeah, very much. It's a place the genre hasn't done. I mean, there's some out there, but not a lot. Mm-hmm. You could still expand pretty well there. And I mean, there's a lot of room you can do with that type of imagination, right? Totally. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, no, I, I think that we barely scratched the surface of what we could do in the greater animated sector. I mean, what was that one I watched, like, it might have been two years ago now, that was just fucking crazy from, I think, Argentina? The Wolf House? I was going to say, something with wolves in it. Yeah, that was <laughs> incredible in, like, a literal sense. Was I... Well, and- was that animated? I thought part of it was animated. And no, then... it was animated. It was fully animated? Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, I also just watched The House on Netflix, and that was uh, anthology, so it was a bunch of different styles of animation, right. but stop That's motion involved one. in that yeah. one. Animation's kind of having a, like a big resurgence. Uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse was like kind of revolutionary for a big-budget animated movie, too. Do you yeah, think, I love animation. Do you think it has anything to do with, I mean, this is a bit of a rhetorical question, but the pandemic, and you can do more from afar because you're obviously animating something? In addition, like animation just kind of feels more tactile, and we've had a lot of resurgences of things that are tactile during the pandemic. I'm animation feels more tactile. Yeah, because, well, if you're doing like That's stop motion or claymation, or why? Well, claymation, maybe. Or stop motion. Why would, it, These why would, an, why would an animated film drawn. be more tactile than like a real person if, doing I something? I think less, less like it, cinematic, maybe. Yeah, is the it, way just, to put it feels it. Like, more like homemade, hands on. Feels more artistic. Yeah, tactile. This is oh, right certainly you artistic. It's certainly. I feels understand more what he's it's getting. Not a for. weird take at all. And Mark's acting like it's a different language. You're well, saying tactile you're, isn't you're the right saying word. that animated films feel more tactile and more homemade than movies. With- I feel like I've already clarified through going through this, but I'll clarify that was in reference to claymation and stop motion. Okay. My God. 
not like, like I, no, I understand what you're saying, Jake. And I think the same way about Bird Boy, the Forgotten Children. That also feels. Yeah. I don't think tactile is the right word. I don't know what the right word is, but I understand I think what tactile you're applies. <laughs> okay, Mark. What about you? What's your top one? Save us. So, uh, in our omnibus, we do our most anticipated films of the year. I can't remember if I specifically said this one was mine, but I definitely mentioned it, at least it being in the conversation, because I think we were all pretty happy with Nope at the time, although we just had a poster. Um, but <laughs> the, I'm going to say it wrong, the red phone, the black phone, black the, one, phone. the one with the phone in it, uh, the black phone looks pretty fucking good. Yeah, it looks it like Sinister again. It looked good six months ago, and it continues to look extremely good. It's another Ethan Hawke movie that looks like Sinister Yeah, by Blumhouse. Uh-huh. I'm okay with that. It's not a bad formula, but right? it looks a lot like that. Yeah, and I'm I've been on a kick lately of sort of like serial killer style, more suspenseful thriller type movies. Well, this is right up that alley. So yeah, I'm just gonna keep the ball rolling and do that. Mm-hmm. I like it. Plus, mm-hmm. this one has like the uh, supernatural element of the kids from the like the ghost kids calling him on the phone. I don't know. It's- <laughs> it looks there very is a puzzling element to the trailer because, like, he's getting calls. There's a phone in the room, but it's disconnected. But it's disconnected, except it's connected to the spirit world. But he's getting calls from ghost kids, and there's a, a, a sequence in the trailer where Ethan Hawke's character is like yelling at him to get off the phone. And it's like, why is the phone even in the fucking room? Yeah, like, just take the phone away. Just take the phone away. <laughs> <laughs> you have that. Option. You're in full like, control. I, I'm here, sure, there's sir. a reason. It can't be that weird and shitty. That'd be shitty. Also, um, Ethan Hawke is a pretty creepy magician. Ethan Hawke's a pretty creepy anything he wants to be creepy at. Yeah, he's also a pretty charming anything he wants to be charming yeah, I mean, at. Ethan Hawke's a good yeah, actor. Yeah, he's very good. He's a good actor. He's a pretty handsome <laughs> anything he wants to be handsome at. <laughs> this is a Blumhouse-ian, sinister, sort of-ish Ethan Hawke joint. It's going to be good. So it's funny the you say that. is very high. I, yeah, it, this, is, this is one of the high production value Blumhouse movies, but Blumhouse yeah. also is taking a bit of a shotgun approach at sure. times sure. to what I mean there's this is not the, the only Blumhouse you can there, there are tell. three Blumhouse movies coming out this month and I could not tell you what either the other two are this is the one that you think of when you think of like Blumhouse going for yeah, it this is the this Blumhouse is their yeah. best foot forward the yeah. other two are Blumhouse one's a Blumhouse television series and one's a Blumhouse uh, straight to video thing shit I could not tell you what either of them are so one of them was probably one of my dark horses my runner ups whatever well, uh, dash cam part. just because it's specifically like you know, that's my type of movie. That's a straight VOD that cannot be a series, right? That Yeah, that's well, the why don't, okay. why don't we just talk about Dark Horses or yeah. what el- anything else we want to that's, talk about? Yeah, I, I was transition. Yeah, Jack, I did sh- that. God, well, I'm announcing it, Mark. They're official Crikey, sentence. Mark. <laughs> uh, Dashcam also looks pretty good. It, I mean, it has liberal amounts of bad effects that are disguised by just basically filming the thing with the Dashcam. It's we also set it. in the in the Twitcher verse, so you're they're basically watching like a Twitch stream style it's thing. Like with live commentary, yeah. Twitch and stuff. of a dash cam, like the fidelity of that is going to be. We it worked in Spree. It worked in Spree. Yeah. Spree was a great movie. So we should also note this is the guy who did Host, right? And he got a bigger budget in yes. terms of he got a budget and has made a full movie. That's now. why that's interesting. Yeah, I it won't be love that. I have no idea what genre of movie it is other than found footage. That's enough. Like, I can't tell if it's zombie or supernatural. There's, like, trees that are exploding. Lots of blood on the windshield. I don't know. I, I think this could be a very um, surprising Bigfoot hit. It's probably Bigfoot. Probably Bigfoot. Definitely. Right. Probably Bigfoot. I think that's a good Dark Horse mark. Yeah, I went I a different direction. I went a Spanish-language movie uh, for, for my Dark Horse pick. I went with The Passenger. Hell yeah, dude. This also... Lo- we yeah. haven't had... 
a good, like a full-on body horror movie in a while, I feel like. Well, uh, I guess Possessor is kind of body horror. Oh, we got a body horror movie. It's kind of a body about. horror month, man. There's yeah. a bunch of body horror movies this month, yeah. yeah. But Passenger looks really good. This is, I don't know why, but a group of people are on a bus. They have to go somewhere, and they're kind of in the rural countryside of, I assume, Mexico. I don't know. And they hit someone, and there's a pile of body horror goo on the side of the road, and it infects them. <laughs> it looks great. It's I'm awesome. so excited. Hey, yeah. what's that over there? Oh, that's body horror goo. We body don't touch it. Goo. Don't touch it. You know, it was interesting to see it so soon after Tetsuo, because it was right out of Tetsuo. Just a pile of weird, gurgling stuff that she touches, and then it in her way, in Fucking its way into her. Absolute rookie mistake. <laughs> yeah. She did I, use a pencil, which I feel like, so it's like a second grade mistake. Yeah. Like, don't interact with it at all, really. But if you're going to yeah. interact with it, at least use a pencil. Yeah, pencil's short. Or a longer I mean, Like, they're in the middle of nowhere. They get a... A branch, a get limb. get one of those like comically a large frond? pencils that elementary school teachers sometimes. Yeah, have. just pull one of those out of the bus. Yeah. I'm sure you Although have one in some under, under venom carriage. origin stories. That's how that's how you get venom. So maybe she wanted superpowers. Totally, I'm sure that was that's what this is. Yeah, the other one's a Bigfoot movie, and this is a superhero movie. <laughs> Wait, the other one? There's a couple the other dash, body dash horror cam movies. One that Mark was just mentioning. Yeah, it's uh, a callback, Jack. Yeah, I gotcha. Gotta keep up. Yeah, it's tough. Speaking wine, of other body yeah, horror movies, anyone want to mention the Cronenberg one? Hell yeah, I do. <laughs> Holy fucking shit! There's a Cronenberg movie. It's Crimes called, of the Future. And it has Viggo Mortensen. Crimes in of it. the Future. And also <laughs> let David Cronenberg, because now Brandon Cronenberg makes a bunch of movies too. Yeah. OG Thank Cronenberg. Thank you. That is worth clarification. Viggo Mortensen's in this movie, and I love it. Viggo Morgenstein. Viggo like Morgenstein. <laughs> he's, what, addicted to body modifications? It's like set in a future where like yeah. surgery is a post, kind of drug? Post-pain future. Yeah, like Kirsten Stewart's character mentioned that's like, surgery is the new sex. Is her name Kirsten? I thought her name was Kristen. Kristen. Yeah, I got fucked okay. it up. Kirsten. Let's continue mispronunciation. <laughs> ah, mispronunciations for laughs. You're doing it. You're doing it. I'm not it. trying. That's the problem. <laughs> Listen, the listeners are just watching us God. completely devolve. I my brain Dude, is unraveling. Babbling. Red complete. wine on a Sunday morning makes you crazy. I think. <laughs> <laughs> yep, Jack. We have yes. we have evidential proof of that actually. <laughs> anyway, uh, we nailed it. It's a it's a future dystopia where body modifications rule the day and Vigo Morgan more Mor, oh. Vigo Morgan character I am absolutely Aragorn. melting my brain is melting Aragorn Aragorn yeah wait well, oh, Aragorn's Aragorn. the oh dragon. my god <laughs> Jack help Okay, uh, I also want to talk, since let's keep the body horror trade going, there's a movie called Cyst no, coming out. I'm not talking about Cyst this Cyst looks not as good, but I figured you'd <laughs> no, be it the one to carry good, that mantle if you needed I don't, to. I, I just wanted to mention to. it since we're on the string of body horror movies. The other one I really want to mention is All About Evil looks very weird, but I love this thing that Shudder's doing, which is like getting its hand hands on old lost movies and releasing them to a wider audience. This is a... What decade? Twenty ten, decade and a half, twelve years old. Yeah, Natasha Leone movie. And <laughs> she's in it, it just, as like a twenty year old. <laughs> yeah, and this no must have been like deep in the throes of her real struggles with addiction and legal troubles and stuff, um, which the budget of this movie would kind of reflect, I think. But uh, like right when she was getting evicted by Michael Rapaport, um, little Natasha Leone fact. But this movie looks interesting. They did it with what Carnival. Um, or Carnival of... No, just Carnival. 
the carnival. Uh, but they, they get the, Shudder is getting its hands on these old movies there you go. that didn't get a release and releasing them, and I think that's very fucking cool. The movie doesn't actually look all that good to me, but I'm interested in the concept, and I love that Shudder keeps doing this. Yeah, 100%. <sighs> I, their, their curation is immaculate. It's got to be a pretty like cost-effective strategy, too. Just be like, totally. oh, you have this old thing on your shelf collecting dust? And by that, I mean you have an MP4 saved on a computer yeah. somewhere. Can I just put that on our Let's website, please? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah sure. And they, they, awesome. they have to know that fans and subscribers are going to really like that shit because it's rare. Do you want to rapid fire some extremely fun looking movies? Let's do sure, it. Sure, bud. First off, Gatlop, the game of hell. Gatlop, game of hell. Looks real fun. <laughs> Looks extremely fun. It's it's horror Jumanji. Yeah, uh, it's it could be a let's see how it does in terms of I know that there were shortcomings with Beyond the Gates. Um, that's like they a, forgot to put the game in it. Yeah, maybe this one will have more of a game. I wouldn't count on it though. Wouldn't count on it. Seems like it's gonna be somewhat similar to me. No Barbara Crampton on a videotape though. That's, that's true. That's this does not have the cr- the cramped definitive shortcut. That movie wasn't that much fun though. No, it really. I wasn't. thought it was this fun. This one, this one looks I thought like it'll be fun. I thought it was fun. You were wrong. No. <laughs> you were Next wrong up. about your subjective thing. <laughs> Next up, Unhuman uh, is a zombie movie featuring a bunch of high schoolers, uh, and the trailer has like superlatives in it, like most likely to die, most likely to get everyone yeah. killed, most likely to Real kick Real Zombieland kind of vibes. Yeah, yeah, yeah kind of. I mean, relatively low budget. Yeah, it's, not, it's not like we've ever seen that in this exact subgenre. Right. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> That's only been copied numerous uh, of course. But just, whatever, they're still pretty fun when they happen. Yeah. To to sate the the listeners who are throwing their phones, it's not the carnival, it's the amusement park. Is the George Romero uh movie that Shudder got its Thank hands you. on and that released. Is correct. Sorry, yeah. just that that was bugging me. We fix things on air, it's fine. Live editing, you know, it makes the it makes the podcast easier to just. No, up. I'm gonna mix this all up in post. Yeah, 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 yeah. Play it backwards. There's satanic images, or yep, there's Im- images in the sound. <laughs> this is going great. <laughs> what a fun train, Mark? Keep it going. Keep the fun train going. Choo choo, <laughs> choo choo, motherfucker. Uh, where the scary things are was the last one I was gonna put on. Oh. The Danny Trejo one looks like it could be fun. Too. I wasn't sure if I wanted to bring up it the Danny Trejo bad. one it because looks, it does look bad. bad Danny Trejo and Dolph Lundgren. Uh, Whoa, I didn't see Dolph in the trailer. Dolph's the other dude in the trailer. There are two dudes in the I'm trailer. It's again. Danny Trejo and Dolph Lundgren. He talk looks less yourselves. like Dolph Lundgren yeah, than he ever has. And, and he goes Lundgren. out with a line, Asalama Lika, motherfucker. Except that Danny Trejo says that. Yeah, but it's like a mother... Well, yeah, I mean... I that's just... called the Prey Legend of Carnoctus. Yeah, that's like a... It's a, it's a, it's it's a, a weird sci-fi one. Movie. It's like a sci-fi channel movie. Yeah. It's like a... Starship Troopers. Very low budget. Sort of probably, the, probably the most entertaining looking of the B-movies that are coming out. It's about a group of mercenaries, Trejo and uh, Dolph Lundgren, who get trapped in a cave with a bunch of American soldiers, and then in, within the cave is the Afghani version of Sasquatch. I'm pretty sure they're in Afghanistan. Yes, they are in Afghanistan. Holy shit, that doesn't look that much like Dolph Lundgren to me. He looks less like Dolph, less like Dolph Lundgren than he ever has. Yeah. Wow. Aging, man. It's a hell of a thing. He, yeah. He looks like Dolph Lundgren. What the fuck are not you talking really. about? Did you watch I mean, the Expendables? He looks exactly so, yes. like he looked like I did not watch the Expendables. Well, that's the problem. Would you recommend watching the Expendables? Yes, oh, I have it yes, on Blu-ray. The Expendables what? is very good. Uh, <laughs> I don't a couple other things it. I want to call out here. Uh, Watcher. This is yeah, what, like cool. a weird psychological horror serial killer. Micah Monroe, Micah Monroe is back doing her very understated, creepy, inward 
horror stuff. She's very good at it. She's doing it again. Existing within creepiness. Yes, absolutely. In an understated way. Um, This looks really stylish. There, I, I don't really know how to describe the style that is on screen, but it is sleek. I, I don't know. It just seems like... It's interesting, yeah. It, it seems, among what I saw coming out this month, this one has this sort of sleek, stylish vibe to it that mixed with sort of that urban, there's a serial killer watching you griminess. Cold. It's playing well in my brain. I'm interested in this one. It's a very yeah, it looks good. cold and pointy movie. Yeah, I buy that. <laughs> cold and pointy, sleek and stylish. Yeah. Hard yeah. lines. Makes sense. Another one that kind of caught my eye that looks pretty Soft fun course. and also very stupid was First Kill, which is a... The star-crossed lovers, lesbian, coming-of-age story where two young women fall in love with each other, but they also have to kill each other because one's a vampire and one's a vampire hunter, and they're both tasked with getting their first kills. Yep. Super fun (laughs) stuff. It does look very fun. I'm interested in that. People are going to talk about it because it's coming out on Netflix, so it'll be like top two in the United States for a week. No one will talk about it after two days. Yeah, the shelf life is preposterous it's, it's bridging the gap between stranger things season 4.1 and stranger things season 4.2 <laughs> we talk about that for a second yes yeah we're gonna have okay, a quick, quick news segment motherfucker <laughs> i wasn't interested in it to begin with and then i saw that each episode's at minimum an hour we're talking hour 15 hour 17 like hour 25 the last one's almost two hours i think two and a half hours what the okay two and a half what the fuck the last one i don't want wait, that the, the last one is a very overlong feature length film. <laughs> it is it, there are nine episodes i think and it is 13 or 14 hours god of man milk your cash cow but like can you, it better be fucking good. If they're going to do this shit, it better they be good. They could milk it and still release regular length episodes. My God. Yeah, they, but they have big visions, apparently, but fuck, it, this just feels like well, a Well, keep, keep in mind that the children at this point are solving the Cold War with their telekinetic powers. So that's how, that's where we've... Yeah, we've how, really... We've at. really... Yeah. The Stranger Things I, Honestly, like, I know people are excited for this, but I'm not expecting much. I think that we've... Season three was pretty good. It was good. I will, I will watch David Harbour do literally I'm anything. I'm going to watch this, but I'm mad. that These these are too... It's too long. Yeah, I mean, it's going to be a tough one for us because y'all are going to get through it. I'm, I, I am hoping that I can finish it by, like, Christmas time. Well, hold, hold on, Mark. <laughs> you're you're saying that I have a better chance at finishing it before than you? Yes. Because, <laughs> because... I will need to watch this with my lovely wife, yeah. and the amount of time the, that you spend conscious overlaps every week with us being able to watch shows is is all right. Minimal. Fine, fine. I might have you on this one, but I was like, it's show. Each episode is really long. I'm not excited. The cards were stacked against me. You did say you, you were going to watch script. it, though. I'm going to watch it. You're either going to watch it. You're either going to like just take the pill and watch it as quickly and efficiently as possible. Or you're gonna drag it out over there, multiple. There's a very real. There's a very real chance you bounce off this thing. Me too. Uh, if these are overlong and they feel overlong while I'm watching it and it doesn't hook me pretty quick, I, there's a I th- real chance I, I don't make it through this. I I hear you. I think because I'm already three seasons deep, that chance is somewhat minimized because I feel like I'm already so pot committed that I need to see this story through to the end. But again, I it's I'm I haven't even given this season a chance yet, and I'm doing it 
going into it begrudgingly, which is I'm not going in the with way a you want to do this. Rotten attitude. I am going in with a rotten attitude. That's true. <sighs> Please don't. But fuck I, I have us no over. intentions of changing that. So I'm going in with the optimistic winning attitude that I bring to everything. I exactly. Do. That's why we have you around. The problem is, like, a few clicks away, there's so many better shows. Like, I, got, I still got to finish Winning Time. Like, First Kill? That. That's a hell of a show. Yeah. <laughs> first Kill's going to be right there. The Wire's still available to stream on HBO. Do yeah, you just boys go know back that? To, just go back to The Wire. <laughs> Mark hasn't seen it. I've seen the first four episodes. The, you, yeah, you bounced at the exact wrong time. <laughs> I know. I am aware I, of that. The first four episodes are great. So you did you get to the episode with the the the, the, the scene where, where uh, McNulty and Bunk solve the case just saying only fuck Jack. over and over and I over. barely remember Jack. There's a eight minute scene where they solve a crime only saying variations on the word fuck. It's one of the best scenes in television history. Jack, I watched this over a decade ago. <laughs> Me too. I And I watched Jack. four episodes of a television show in 2014 or whatever the fuck it came to Amazon Prime. Don't say over a decade ago and then say 2014 or I'm going to lose my mind. I Jake feel old enough. My right knee now. is hurt, Mark. <laughs> Are we done? Can we move to the movie? We're done. Let's, we gotta be done. Please be done. Let's let's misenunciate. I can't things. get this mad about Stranger Things being super long while we're getting into like the 40th minute of our fucking recording. So we gotta move on. <laughs> go watch The Wire starring Domingue West. Uh, yeah, you should go watch The Wire for sure. Over at EasyHorror.com this week, we watched 2018's Cargo, which was a Mark pick. Mark, why'd you pick Cargo? Uh, good question. Thank you for asking. Um, a, it had been a minute since we reviewed a zombie movie. B, I wanted to pick Pontypool, and someone snaked it out from underneath me during the draft. Uh-oh. And C, uh, this one's been in my brain for a while as one of my favorite zombie movies that I kind of wanted to revisit. Uh, we'll get more into that as we talk about it and what the movie does right in middle, um, for the most part. But I don't know, something with this one just stuck with me. It was one, I, I had it in my top three for 2018 when it came out. Uh, and I, I don't know. I, I just wanted, it, it was a good zombie movie. Now, one thing you're not saying is off air, uh, last, last week when we were recording, uh, right after we had finished talking about another pretty heavy movie we said well do we want to change pace and talk uh, do we want a heavy movie uh yeah. where the next one i picked was yeah. actually um well i'm stuck on devil's heavy candy devil's candy thank you uh or we could you know shift gears and watch a fun zombie movie in cargo why, why that happened why did that conver- i don't remember why that happened I don't know. We were just trying to figure out what the next one was. And I know, but it like had to be retros- a Mark pick, and I'm saving Jurassic Park for when we're deep in the summer months. We all saw Cargo. We've all seen it before. Accurate. So I don't That's understand the how part. the conversation about it and being a, a light, breezy alternative. I don't think it was light and anything, breezy. I think anything. it was just a little bit of a change of pace. I forgot how fucking heavy this movie was. It's way heavier than what we just watched. I would say it's it's heavy, but it's not dark. And that's probably dark. That, that's probably that. was stuck in my head. We could have watched we could have watched Devil's Candy, which is an extremely dark movie, but not quite as emotionally heavy as this. <laughs> okay, this is he- heavy but not dark, and that's dark but not heavy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I think it was a good choice. Yeah. Hey, was, you know, I'm happy with it. It is also a very it is a change of pace from resolution. You can't argue with that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, th- these are Australians. I only cried a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I cried so much. All right, boy, we've all seen this once before, I assume. Yeah, I see, I've seen it once. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, it's on Netflix. I, I guess I should have watched plane. it a few more times so they could remember what it was about. <laughs> Wait, what? What's this movie about? Zombies. Mostly. What movie did we watch? Huh? Um, Mark, you picked this movie, and you know what that means. You're going to have to hit us with a 30-second plot synopsis. 30 seconds are on the goddamn clock. It's going to start when you start. Andy, played by Martin Freeman, is a man who has a family who dies. Well, the family, the, the wife dies really quickly. Uh, oh, he's start. bitten by a zombie. Uh, he has 48 hours to live. He meets a bunch of people along the way, including Toomey, who is a young Aboriginal girl who has recently lost her father, also to the zombie apocalypse. They unite, and he has to find somebody to take care of his daughter before he turns into a zombie. Uh, they bounce around to hospitals and other places. Normal zombie things happen, and then he gives the daughter to Toomey to take back to her tribe and raise as her time. time, essentially. You know, that was pretty good for what a fucking disaster it was. I got flustered. Did you say it was good for what a disaster <laughs> it was? Yeah. Okay. At the start. Not even Look, the, you clarify at, at the start. start. At He's the saying, start. Considering it was a disaster, it was a good disaster. At, yes. the, at the start, I got my wires crossed a little bit. I didn't know how to describe the <laughs> emotional turmoil that occurs in the first 15 minutes. Yeah, you misdescribed it as his His whole family dies, dies except <laughs> only him and his wife die, except he's, he's alive like, for most of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Surely there isn't. That is the most efficient way you, I could have gotten a, there, It was okay? a classic throw the cow over the fence some hay kind of a situation. <laughs> there was a misplaced comma. It was, he's a man with a family who dies. <laughs> <laughs> a, a garden path sentence yeah the exactly. old man the boat yeah oh man but you know what you nailed it you got all the plot points all the major ones you missed the whole bulk of the film of the villain of the piece but Vic, yeah because he's not i don't know he's there but he's not part of the story he's there to pad the runtime he is absolutely there to pad the run. Like well, this I, is this movie is oh based God. off of a short film, which is seven minutes long. And you know what? That's probably all the time you need to actually make this film work. <laughs> I, then again, okay, well, we can't just. Die. I was about to start talking about this movie, but first we got to talk about what in the fuck subgenres of horror. It zombie, falls into, except zombie. Damn it, Mark. Foreign. Fuck off. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> it's a foreign zombie movie. Uh, post-apocalyptic. Hello. Okay. Fine. It's like mid-apocalyptic, though. I feel but like it's, it's post, pretty post-apocalyptic. Like this, is, this is one of the... Th- when we do start talking about the movie, I'm going to talk about this. So, that's it, right? <laughs> yes. Jump Welcome in. What does it do right? Mid-apocalypse. What's the movie do right? I like how far after the initial outbreak this movie is set. I feel like we see... Which one, you, like six if, months? At least. I Give mean, they... I, it gets interesting. The timing's somewhat vague. I don't think they do mention it. They, they? don't. Um, they definitely don't. Yeah. This is f- far enough removed that you don't have like and granted they are in the Australian outback or at least tangential to it for a while and then fully in it for a while but you don't have like vast swaths of people and then you have other contextual clues like those fucking crazy suicide syringes that they have like there had been a recognition of the fact there's a global outbreak a response to it production of a crazy (laughs) thing in response to it and then a divert like society diverged and splintered and there is started to yeah there you're trink, at the stage of the pan, you're at the stage of the outbreak where government still ostensibly exists somewhere cuz they show a map of Australia that's like stay the fuck out of these zones. We and, don't know how old that is though. That's like in the kit. That's true. I mean I I don't know. I got the sense that they were at least like dumping that shit in the river to try and reach people. Potentially. Uh, it's, the, it's the map seems like it's being actively updated like there's probably a date stamp on there if you freeze frame it. 
And they're like, okay, this was this is a three month old map. This is bad. Let's look at the new map. Maybe. It is funny to think about this is this is uh where my brain went. It's funny to think about the people who are still in fucking Sydney or wherever they are supposed to be that are like working in the factory making these head puncturing devices. <laughs> it's like a class one medical device. It's insane. <laughs> I well I like the fact that it, it chose to be yeah. this far removed from the initial outbreak because zombie as a subgenre is so saturated that you need to do something different and being in the Australian outback pretty post outbreak is certainly different and I respect that. But it's I also, no, I agree it, with you completely. I, I like where I like the time frame that this is set in and I appreciate the movies uh, the zombie movies more when they're near the happening, right? Yeah. Right. Like this is probably at least six months, but no more than twelve. It's it's a very common zombie storytelling like problem, right? Of you can't show the first few weeks of the outbreak. You could show the first few hours of the outbreak, and you can show several weeks later. But like from a you can show twenty eight logical standpoint, like days yeah, and like, weeks. But like it doesn't. It it's it zombies. This kind of virus that transmits via biting would die off so fucking quickly after such an initial explode. Like, you can't show five days after the zombie, eight days after the zombie. It just doesn't work from a logical perspective. That's why 28 days later, he wakes up in a coma, right? Fucking, it's a very famous thing. And this movie goes a different direction with that timeline and does a really cool job. I, I agree, Jake. I will uh, get a quick plug-in for the movie Viral. It was on Netflix forever ago. I don't know where you can find it now. But that one is a, is a good one as far as the beginning of the movie, no zombies. Act two of the movie is like initial zombie apocalypse. And then act three of the movie is like two weeks after. It's one of the only ones that covers that time frame. That's hard Uh, to do. And I think they did a really good job with it as far as I Viral, Mark? Viral. Yeah. It's the one with the the poster is like, I think it's like a kind of blue face with a tongue coming out. It's like serpentine. Yeah, the tongue looks kind of like a worm. Yeah. seeing it here. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. I'll check this out. It's a good movie. I like Ariel it. Ariel Shulman directed. Uh, but I, I do think that's a good call out. I like the I, I like the chronology. The, the other it answers it helps answer a lot of questions. Like vehicles still work. Gas hasn't gone bad. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there is still some order in the world. Like the hospital is still stocked. Yeah, the person who works at the hospital is still working at the hospital. Mm-hmm. It yeah. also helps that the virus, and we're going to talk a lot about the virus, I have a feeling. Um, <laughs> the modality of the virus is very weird, that you get you get bit, and if you don't have any other life-threatening things, the virus itself kills you in 48 hours. So you can die and bleed out early and turn into a zombie, or best-case scenario, you live all 48 hours and you turn to a zombie somewhere in that like 46 to 48-hour time frame. Yeah, yeah uh, absolutely. And that is important for kind of stretching that out. Like, I mean, frankly, to get ahead of myself on nitpicks, there's absolutely no fucking way that this disease would destroy the planet. But uh, (laughs) if it did get to that point, that tipping point where there were zombie hordes that actually killed a shitload of people, it does make sense that this would be a prolonged response where you would actually be able to sort of fight back against that horde. Yeah. So well, and to this movie's credit, I mean the stuff, the parts. Mark, you're absolutely right. Like from a virology perspective, no, it can't, right? But this movie does a good job of 
setting the storytelling stakes high enough that you're mostly just worried about Martin Freeman and his daughter the whole time. You're not thinking too much about like this movie does a good job drawing focus away from its weak points. I think. Yeah. I mean, in a very effective way. I agree. But another thing that I think the movie does right is in terms of setting its zombie stage in as unique a way as I think it could have. I like some of the beats that they threw on for the zombies themselves. Like, yeah. Yes. Oh, the the face the, the the face mucus like they built enough of a story around what happens to you physically virology aside what happens right, to you right. physically and then the need for darkness and then they called them like diggers right like just the he calls them diggers the once and I feel like that's a not so subtle like racial slur Pro- it might be but they <laughs> bury mean, their heads but, in the but sand is, literally ev- the everybody else had- calls them virals i think okay one of or, the things this movie does absolutely best is that new kind of zombie where they need darkness they she explains that later right they hibernate in the dark they need dark yeah. to regenerate and so these things fucking burying their heads in the sand yeah. as he's walking through pretty close to him is terrifying i've never seen anything well that's like that yeah before. that's really cool it's not like the need for darkness isn't necessarily unique but how they play with that in a sun-baked outback is let's great and this movie has a lot of new ideas shows you a lot of cool new things done in new unique ways which in the zombie world in 2018 is inconceivable yeah i think that's really like the the very high level on what i think the movie does right is with as saturated as the zombie subgenre is well it does what it can from a storytelling unique. perspective, this idea of I have 48 hours to find someone to take care of my daughter is, for as simple as it is, relative, I can't think of another thing precisely like this. Like, I think there are some looking for someone to pawn your child off to. And obviously, I think The Road is a big, big, big inspiration is, yeah. on this. But, yeah. man, it's fucking cool in this. It's a really good concept. Of, like, yep. I know I'm going to die in 48 hours. Yep. Yeah, there's find not a lot of movies that do the, like, distinct timeline correctly. Not uh, yeah. time countdown, I guess, is the better word there, mm-hmm. where it's like you are going to be dead in two days, and also not just dead, but like if you're around people in two days, you will yeah. murder them. Yeah, <laughs> and yeah. you're in a really rural situation with a dependent, in, like not infant, but very very small She's child, like a year old. I yeah, mean. Uh, that's heavy. I mean, Mark, you, you could have pr- said anything from six months to three years, and I would sound that sounds right to me. Baby. <laughs> she's like four year old you know it's whatever I don't know how to fucking know <laughs> she's able to sit up and she kind of says the word daddy at one point so I feel like that's My, probably like they 9 do, to they, 15 months ish they do do throw in a lot of like pretty rude things when it comes to like we're setting this up I, I agree with you when it comes to throwing that timeline on there but they just that's like lab manufactured empathy in the story and I hated it and it works I hate it. It does work. I, I cried yeah, so I much escapism, damn it. I hate how well I'm manipul how Let's, easy it is to manipulate me. Uh, we talked about we talked about the road a little bit. This movie I mean, obviously, essentially is the road, but zombies. Um it's what a lot of people thought the road a lot of people in high school like us when it came out thought the road was about anyway, even though it isn't. But this is the I road. Mean, I cried so fucking hard during this fucking thing. It's, oh my it's, god. It's 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 very emotionally manipulative. It is. <laughs> And yeah. part of it is, but it earns it. I mean, is, it's not like it's it's not doing that in in an ersatz way. It's doing it in a very genuine yeah, storytelling. It's telling way. a real human story. But Martin Freeman's Still. performance is a huge part of why it's so. Effective. Yeah, we got we had to get there soon. I, he, Mar- I mean, duh. He's, he's great. <laughs> of course, he's fantastic. <laughs> yeah, guys, he's fantastic in everything he's ever been in. Yeah, <laughs> he is. He's really well, fucking good. He's very good in this. Yeah. 
I don't know if it's like, is it among his best roles? I think so. Oh. It's one of his only, like, he is the definitive lead. Sure. You know? Like, even in The Hobbit, he's, as Bilbo, like, not definitive lead. He's no, because there's part a, of a shitload of collection of scene stealing dwarves. Yeah, that the whole point of The Hobbit is he's a straight. Preposterously. He's a, a he's the audience surrogate and stand in, and yeah. he's confused and a straight man yeah, yeah, for all the absurd fantasy yeah. stuff going around. Yeah. The same thing that, in The Office, right? Those movies, fucking hell, dude. Actually, I'm curious. Let me go to Martin Freeman's They're IMDb page. Garbage. I want to see if it's even like in his top four. It <laughs> is. It is not. <laughs> what? On Martin Freeman's IMDb page, it is not in his top four. What are his top four? The Office, The Hobbit, uh, Sherlock. Ooh. You got one so far. Oh, really? I thought I've only you got one. Really? What are they? What are they? Uh, well, I guess you got two because the Hobbit is two of them. Okay, that's one. Go uh, to five, then. And then the other two are The World's End, and really interesting. I don't know. And Black Panther. Okay. Okay. Where he wow. played an yeah. American spy. Yeah. And barely, he's not like in it all that much either. He's a, he has a pretty sizable <laughs> a chunk. Also, that movie made one hundred quadrillion dollars. So that's yeah. If they're doing it financially, yeah, it's not even fucking close. Yeah, I, I don't know how the, I don't know how it works, but well, the the ones you just read all made a ton of money. So the world's end. Oh yeah, no, that one doesn't make sense. I also Maybe think it did. I don't know. Don't the, the actors li- and the, their representatives have like some ability to tailor what their top Maybe. four are? I thought they could. Oh, so is he? Is that one of his favorites? I don't know. The last of the Cornetto trilogy. Yeah, I mean, it's maybe a movie. Yeah, it's, it's a little bit of it's, a bum rap. It's not. It's as, orders of magnitude worse yeah, than the other it's two not, films. In the, but it's, it's not, not bad, bad I at all. I agree. It's a good movie. <laughs> oh man, it just yeah, it pales in comparison. Before we move off of what the movie does right, I do want to talk about Jake. You mentioned the, the kind of kits from the government that they've scattered across the world, probably airdropped or whatever the fuck they yeah. did. These like zombie kits yeah. of some help. Yeah, me- grab me a zombie stuff, kit from the river real quick. Yeah. More importantly, a map of safe zones, a wristband to, to indicate your yeah. timeline of forty-eight hours. It's such a good storytelling device. Yeah, like the fit so bit simple. That has a countdown you, on you it. You can grasp it immediately. You know what's going on. Yeah, and it's, it's a, a visual brilliant prop. Like, and then a, a visual indicator throughout the rest of the film of who's been bitten, yeah. who has. It's great. Yeah. And then, and, and then, then later, I guess only some of the kids have this, but later on, they also pull out a mouth guard thing so that once you yeah. turn, you can't bite people, and the yep. little riot cuff thingamajigs. Yep. Definitely giant zip ties. Yeah. yeah. Um, and also, is it a syringe or like a pneumatic actuated? I think like, it's like uh, the cattle killer thing. Like it's the, a, yeah, yeah, it's a pneumatic. Yeah, 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 yeah. Or possibly spring loaded. I call it a syringe. It's not. I, it's more like the Anton yeah. Sugar, right? Uh, yes. Which would be pneumatic. Yeah. Uh, I would imagine from a just a manufacturing standpoint, I would I would probably I would think you'd probably make that with a spring. It'd be I, hard to make those. That'd be a hell of a fucking spring. How would you how would you put a <laughs> pneumatic cylinder in there and like just throw it in a river though? A one-way valve? Right. It's in a it's in a plastic it's in a watertight box. But don't you doesn't he like you can put it you can push it back in though. I don't know. I didn't get a good oh, look. Oh yeah, at yeah, yeah, you can. You can. Yeah. I don't get it. Then it's not a strong enough spring. If you personally can put the push the spring back yeah, in, there's no that's way. A good point. Yeah. It's not going through your fucking whatever. skull. Whatever. It's <laughs> I have a nitpick with the physics of the springy it's thingy. It's still cool. The whole thing is fucking <laughs> it is cool. It's whole, a good prop. It adds it, a ton of context clues without adding needless exposition. After having I lived love through it. 
living during a global pandemic in which the government response has been abject dog shit on every level, it's depressing to see, like, oh, during this much worse viral outbreak, they were able to pr- mass produce and distribute all these kids. They couldn't even <laughs> this fucking movie, get home tests this to movie us was for made. months after they were helpful. This movie was made before we had before. demonstrable evidence of how ineffective government is. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah, <laughs> governments have never been ineffective before the pandemic. You're right. I, I mean, I think there was hope at the time. <laughs> that okay, we might do a better hope, job. <laughs> we're living in a post-hope world. Yeah. Cool. We are I'm getting definitely another beer. living Fuck in a this. post-hope world. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> do we have anything else we want to talk about in Hard Does Right? So, I did want to bring up uh, Simone Landers as Toomey. She, I mean, she doesn't have a lot of lines, um, but you do, I mean, I, I think it's important to say Pretty good kid actor. She does a lot Very of like kid actor acting through existing. I don't understand how to describe what she does, but like her being on screen always plays right. And this might actually be like somewhat to Martin Freeman's credit, but like it's like the way she plays like physically. I think she uses like her face. She acts a lot with her face. I think that everything that she looks like is believable. All the emotions that she conveys are believable. Yeah, she's great. And there also is, is a cool. Go ahead, Mark. Uh, there, there is a substantial amount of like IMDb trivia on this that I guess Martin Freeman. Uh, this is this is directed by Ben Howling and Yolanda Ramke, but they also, in interviews, they've also said that Martin Freeman did a lot of help behind the camera as well, including uh, in scenes helping coach the kids. So I do like appreciate. I, I do appreciate that you threw that in there. That maybe this is credit to Martin Freeman because. Bringing that leadership and energy into into stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, I didn't even know that. I was just thinking like how she he could help her like play off of the situation. But I guess they could go hand. He's a very generous it harkens, scene partner. Harkens back to the witch, right? Where he sure. had the 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 patriarch, the actor playing the patriarch, direct the scenes with the kids so yes. they develop a better bond. Because he was a soccer like coach and he had like good rapport with the kids. <laughs> yeah, totally. Yeah, very cool. <laughs> Yeah, uh, but she—I does, mean, she does a good job at at, at a point where I, I think with most movies, the child acting is not what's going to make it, but it is absolutely what could break it. And in this case, absolutely doesn't get anywhere it's near. More on the it. make it side, yeah, it does more on the make it side. Yeah, um, and she's also a very cool connection to this movie's Aboriginal uh, like cultural depictions, which I think is really cool. You have this whole community of people going back to the old ways, as they say which is depicted as kind of just like a nomadic warrior tribe for a long time until the very end when it's just this like really nice community yeah. of very nice people. And that's awesome. I think I that was like, kind of, there's like a little bit of subversion there. Like it was pretty essential that they did that, obviously, yeah, yeah, as, as a viewer yeah. <laughs> and as a viewer who like admittedly, like I don't have a ton of knowledge of how things go in Australian life, right? But it sure as hell for a while seemed like they were depicting the Aboriginal members as being that like nomadic warrior warrior tribe. And then it's yeah. like, no, there's like this totally well, mod. They were just out there taking care of business on a mission. What, TCOB from, from their like whatever where they were living, working overtime. Yeah. People are just like hanging out, and it's very <laughs> normal, out, like wearing jeans and <laughs> yeah, having a picnic. No, it's, yeah, really cool. having a picnic in a giant meteoric crater. I think it's to the, I thought it was an inactive volcano, but either way, sure. it looked like the top of Diamond Head. But either way, I love that the movie's direction is what allows that to happen because it allows them to kind of be villains in the early part where Toomey doesn't want them to find her dad and kill her dad, but then also transition hard away from being villains to being the saviors yeah. of yeah. the whole movie. It's 
brilliant and it's a really cool twist and I loved it. Yeah, it was cool and I think that my somewhat like inability to understand some of those relationships might have helped. I think yeah, might, they're I mean, playing into your precon- they're playing audience. into your preconceptions. I think. Yeah, I, sure. I, yeah, I will say I think they did a pretty good job of bringing in the bear with me, Edna Dunna people. Okay, I think I got Very close nice. to saying that correctly. I don't know. We tried. <laughs> we we tried, and that's I guess partial credit. Um, a, a native but, uh, people of Australia. Yeah, one of yeah one of the many 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 tribes uh, in the area, but. Uh, they did apparently go out of their way to try and learn the customs and cast appropriate actors in those roles. Um, and then you have those nice little bonding moments at the end, like as Martin Freeman is like struggling to maintain consciousness, trying to learn words <laughs> that are, you know, friend and father and yeah. white guy. <laughs> Gubba? Yeah, Grubba Gubba. or Gubba or something like that. G- it's Gubba. Gubba. Yeah, yeah like Guilo. Or uh, Howley is the Hawaiian language equivalent. Yeah. Um, but in any case, I, I think that does it well. I mean, really, we, we've been dancing around it for a while, but all good zombie movies do this. I assume you guys think this is a good zombie movie, but we'll get there when we get to ratings. All good zombie movies are less about zombies and more about human interaction and humans being shitty to each other. And that's what this movie really does right, is it tells a human-centric story that honestly could easily be told without zombies. Like, this could have been... The road. It, <laughs> this very much could have been the road. But that's also post-apocalyptic, and also, I mean, like, just because you never see the source of what happens in the road doesn't mean it's, you know, whatever. But what I'm saying is, like, you could have also basically made this movie and had him get bit by a snake. Sure. <laughs> you know? <laughs> like... Yeah. They, it's, they it's decided to, to add a little bit of a flourish for style, and it works. And it also, I mean, you have to... It has to be something... Not of this earth as we know it, because it's hard to put a 48-hour time limit guarantee on anything we understand in a medical fashion. Yes. Well, and why is there, like, no humans? You know, you go to the hospital and you can't drop the baby off. But my point here is, like, there are... Obviously, it has to be set in some form of post-apocalyptic or mid-apocalyptic world. Excuse me. Definitely not (laughs) post-apocalypse. But... It doesn't necessarily have to be zombies, so the zombies are just like a nice little extra flourish, and that's usually what makes a good zombie movie. Sure. No, I agree with that, and it's, I mean, it's, they do a great job. If we want to transition to does middle, I kind of want to talk about how this movie, we talked about how it introduces a lot of cool new concept and cinematographically shows you a lot of cool new things, the zombies with their heads in the grounds, etc., etc. A decent chunk of this movie feels to me like it's, cinema in search of a, a a reason like a reason to be on screen and the example for me is when he and uh, Toomey are in the cage and the like that goes a few steps too far for me it's a very cool scene it looks fucking rad but it just strange credulity way too much for me in an otherwise very grounded movie where the light is in what flickering. way flickering the light is flickering in like po- like like beyond law and order police interview levels of light flickering. Oh, I, so you're it's, saying it becomes too set pi- set piece it's, 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 way, it's, it's like that. they made the set piece and we're just yeah. like we're and, and that's all we're worried about. Yeah, I mean this shot. is not a set piece movie. So specifically, just to I don't know if this is this isn't the question you're asking, but I'm just going to fill this in with a little bit of fact fact sh- it's not a factoid because that means it's <laughs> it's a fact that's not real, but factoids are false, yes. Yeah, whatever. Factoid. Um Okay, so it is a factoid. <laughs> so he's lying. Yeah. <laughs> the sort of the the reason that this got 
that the directors attached themselves to this project initially, the reason that like the, the cinema that they wanted to get from this, the reason for being is the idea of a zombie wearing a backpack with a baby in it. And the carrot on the stick, essentially, yeah. Yeah, which is, I think, I don't think the carrot on the stick is from the short, but essentially, that was the shot from the short that they liked, is that there was just a zombie walking around, there was just yeah. a baby in the backpack. Yeah, I mean, they built a movie around those, that, probably, but yeah, then this I, is I, mean, arguably, I think it plays into what we were saying earlier, like, I think that, like, the whole kit and, like, the world they're able to build by just providing that one prop is awesome, and that's, like, what it does really well, but it's also fairly obvious and we'll get to some of the things in a minute that that's this is arguably the movie Mm -hmm. one of the best adaptations of like full feature length adaptations of a short horror film. haven't seen it so we've ever seen yeah um i mean but even so we've seen like it's a great feature oh you don't (laughs) have to uh, see the short to know that it has to be yeah i mean well the father the father in the guy the main actor in uh the short cargo which you can find on daily motion or vimeo or wherever um just google it um is the actor at the very beginning of this movie the father who then is killing his kids oh, yeah. later? Oh, later on he gets really? Bit. The guy yeah. with the gun in the yeah. Grave. Take take two for yourself. Yeah, for her yeah. sake. Wow, that's cool. Oh my god, huh? I don't want to talk about it <sighs> or think it's about it or have it's watched so those devastating. <laughs> Oh God! Um, I yeah, don't want but, to have and, watched this movie. That's what it does. Middle. <laughs> That's what it does. Middle. But, it's so. Yes, it's so are, heavy. But for me, the the set pieces in service like this was such a plot emotionally driven movie that works so well that with the few times where it's just like here's a set piece for no reason other than we wanted to show you a cool set piece really took me out of it even though the set pieces were very cool what set pieces are you thinking of this doesn't seem like a very set piece heavy movie yeah in in the cage is is the biggest one and then in the tunnel i think is another one where it's like yeah "Eh, just looking for a reason to do that you don't get it jack Um, it's a metaphor Thank you, Mark. It was pretty subtle about it. Um, but the the cage especially, and then even to the point where, like, the zombies lifting... the the This will come back up, I guess. Maybe it won't come back up in nitpicks because I'll talk about it now. The fucking... They, there isn't a pulley system that he creates a pulley system to get the zombies to lift the wall yeah. off that cage, even though it would just pull the cage over. It would just... Makes no, it it's would so fucking up. infuriating. <laughs> Not even at all. But yeah, Wait, I don't, Why I, are we doing this now? Hold on. What it's, happened? It's, yeah, no, I, I agree. That is definitely a nitpick <laughs> yeah. that I had written down. It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah. Why, how can so they not even budge stupid. the fucking Look, everyone door. has the nitpick. Everyone has it. It doesn't make sense. To say nothing of the fact that they wouldn't keep pulling on it because they just eat the intestines out of the webbing and then leave it. Yeah. Like, like what What about that means that they're pulling, so a bu- there's like uniform- six zombies that are just- They're pulling in their, one know, direction. Heave muscles pulling slightly yeah. to the right. Do we have Heave to hoeing. do an unprecedented thing and blow the whistle before we even enter what the movie does wrong? <laughs> I don't think- This is a record. I this don't think a, that's unprecedented. This, this might be our be. first- uh, This might be our first combo, what it does middle nitpick. Yeah, I <laughs> no, guess. That, we, we have a word for that. It's not pick. We've done that hundreds of times. Yeah, but No, a not different... pick is when it's not a nitpick. It just, you don't have another place to put it. You're not unhappy and with it when it's a not pick. Uh, we have neat picks, which is does right, but nitpick wise. We right. have not picks, which are does middle and nitpick that's wise. Your, that's no, just your no, opinion, no, man. No, 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 no. Jesus Christ. <laughs> we are 250-something episodes Sunday, in. Sunday, Sunday. Sunday, bloody Sunday. Um, I think had I... I, don't, I, I think the timing ultimately works out 
But also, I feel like this might have worked a little bit better if it were like seventy-two hours for the zombie thing to take over. Yeah, does it really? There's matter, a lot going yeah. on. Like there, it doesn't matter. Short, 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 but like enough matter time to consider your mortality, which is obviously a terrifying little other. Oh, side so you wanted of this. you wanted more suffering? I more time because he's like he takes his. We are, you're Mark, at night is two. Suffering. You are at night two almost immediately. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's having seizures on day one, and then it, there's fucking 20 more hours left. Yeah, like, he doesn't have a lot of progress. The progression is weird, right? Because it's like, you see it happen. You see it starting yeah. to like take him over pretty quickly, but then it's like flatline for a while, and then it then just goes just fine. vertical. Yeah. yeah, you're like... It's dude, like vertical, flatline, vertical. Well, well it it's, goes, and it, but it's also like, dude, you have to... in the, You have two days to figure out what you're doing with your daughter... Who yeah. is not capable of caring for herself. You don't know that. <laughs> so, like, run she to play. Like, have, have some sense of urgency. And I get a yeah. slowing down a little bit when he gets to Vic's place because he thinks that that's actually like a well-done compound or whatever. Yeah. But, like... He naps for, like, ten hours at the hospital. Yeah, he's taking, like, full night's <laughs> sleep, which, I mean, I'm not going to complain about because in this situation I would absolutely still get, like, probably ten hours of sleep. Ten. I mean, yeah, I'm a very dying. sleepy person. I'm a very sleepy person. I I sleep no, a lot. Do you sleep but more the vibe, than me? The, the, yeah. I, what? What do you mean? You what? both sleep way too fucking much. The virus does accelerate at very strange moments, right? Because it goes from, Jake, like you said, the seizure Almost to nothing. Almost as if it were to... accent- accentuating the dramatic <laughs> elements. Yeah, to stumbling, to then he literally bends over, and when he pulls his head back up, it's covered in goo. Like, all that phlegm was created in the 10 yeah. seconds he was like, bent he, over. He yeah. sneezed, and all <laughs> everything that was inside of his head came out of his head. So to, it to... was not from his nose, Mark, because smell is a very important factor in this movie, and he can smell just fine. Yeah. Maybe he can smell To put a button on why it's middle, <laughs> I guess, would be that it's so, it's iffy in its realization. It's a cool thing that's iffily realized. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I love the element. I would have, I, what I, specifically what I'm saying it does middle is if I were a writer, I think I would have given them an extra 24 hours. Yeah, just go ahead. And, yeah, go to the 72. Sure. Do, tell the exact same story, but do it with 72 hours mm-hmm. so that the pacing that Martin Freeman has makes, makes a little, a bit little more sense. More sense. Yeah. 10 hours, I, I mean, 10 whole, hours is preposterous. There's I no had way. the whole Vic subplot in Does Middle. I don't. I I actually have inclined to agree with oh, Jack. Oh, God, yeah. Okay, well, then we can go to Does Wrong. I, 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 okay, hold on. I will hear a middle, because I think that having a villain in this sort of a story, which we all have seen the beats now, it's about how humans react and then live their lives in this sort of a world, in this sort of a situation. Act, react, having, readapt, act. Having him <laughs> is, I'll go as far as say necessary, but... It sounds like you're making a great case for middle right now. No, but they don't do, like, he's he's so poorly realized. He's a mustache-twirling cartoon character. The, he doesn't, yeah, he doesn't do what he needs to do at all like he's just a distraction from what this story is and this is he's honestly just like, what all- people are gonna want to buy jewelry once all of this is done right he's so <laughs> fucking poorly realized what this is and i think why i'm going to put it in wrong as opposed to middle is because this like we were mentioning a moment ago is a movie that has been built from that core concept of like what the zombie looks like with like the props and stuff out and throwing the villain in was kind of a fail 
They just didn't they didn't know how to do Here, it. Here's what he does successfully. He He's does, a shithead. He I mean, yes, absolutely, but he also He is a successful. He, he adds an emotional intensity to Martin Freeman coming to terms with leaving his daughter with a person he I think believes to be a psychopath, but he's at the end of his rope, he has nothing else to do. So it adds that those scenes are affecting and powerful yeah. okay. and I think add to the overall quality of the film. But that's that's what he does successfully and nothing else. No, sure. hold on, hold no, on, hold you. on. Here's what he does successfully. He turns this from a 50-minute movie into a 90-minute movie. Yeah, that's, absolutely. He, do, he absolutely passes. Is I don't successful? think I actually don't think you can have this movie without is some that successful? like that. Yes. Why? This movie doesn't exist. Why? This movie doesn't exist in the world that we know it today as a 50-minute story. You couldn't have done anything else to make it longer. You well, could, I mean, you, now we're getting into what this movie more does wrong, which is that it's over reliant on tropes. <laughs> yes. But I think it's if you're going to choose on utilizing the Vic storyline to get it to that runtime, that being the pad is bad. Part of what makes something middle is that it's it's necessary for the film to function as it I is. I don't think it is. But that there are things wrong mm. with it. I think it'd be better to have stronger villainry in less time and have the movie be shorter. I would certainly say I I would say it probably needs a little bit more nuance to it. I would expect a more yeah, intelligent... Oh, it's the least like, nuanced character. Well, yeah, he's... They're definitely well, and not also, Martin Freeman's nuance. treatment of him is infuriating. For, for me, for, now I could transition to what the movie does wrong. This guy has enslaved Aboriginal people, has tried to kill him multiple times, and every time Martin Freeman walks away from the last time, it's entirely nonviolent, and it always bites him in the ass. It's infuriating. I think what we're getting at is... We're splitting hairs a little bit. Like, there are elements of the <laughs> What we're getting part. at here, listener, is in a zombie apocalypse, choose violence. Choose violence. <laughs> I mean, there kill are that Look, guy. There, I kill get, that guy I for get sure. what we're saying. I think, Jack, where you're getting at now is making me think that, like, there are parts of what revolves around Vic in this movie that you could put in middle, but then there are also parts that you could put that's wrong, and those could be sure. either lumped together or we could consider them as individual things. And that's what we did. We, we flip-flop-skied that. And whatever. Who you guys, did you guys ever watch The Walking Dead? A little yes. until I was like, I don't like this. I watched it through like season six or so. I That's think. too long. Wherever I don't think I got There's that like far. a hospital. I think I was like I got, season I got two. I was like halfway through season two and I was like, this sucks. Every single season of that sucks. show... No, season one doesn't was... suck, dude. That was like the most popular show in the. That doesn't mean it doesn't. That doesn't mean it's good. That doesn't mean it doesn't suck. I don't care. Have you Shut ever up. seen the Big Shut Bang up. Theory? Mark? Shut up. My Game point here: popular. every single season of that show is basically just the Vic arc. They yeah. find somebody. Yeah. They're like, "Oh, we've done it. We've we, we are now safe and happy." Oh wait, all everyone's evil. Oh You're my god, this is so surprising. Ah! Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the, the most tried and true zombie trope out there. Yep. But it the problem with right. The Walking Dead as a TV show was, whereas it was really, really cool to have a woman walking around with two zombies on chains and dual-wielding katanas Hell all yeah, over Michonne. the place, was cool in comic books, it did not translate to the big screen they didn't well play at it like all. That. No, I kind of disagree. Michonne was a badass. They did, But they didn't oh, play it like <laughs> they would in a comic book. Nothing was, like, otherworldly about it. I mean, she, Well, I yeah, because like if you walk around with zombies chained off. to yourself and katanas, you will die immediately. <laughs> Not in this world. Jesus Christ. A world also, if you walk realism. around with a fucking crossbow and, and you're Norman Reedus, then you're also probably going to die immediately because you got to suspend some disbelief. That show was cool. 
It just went that on show way only, too long. That show worked best when it didn't ask you to suspend disbelief. And then when it tried to incorporate the comic book stuff, it stopped working I was again. pretty dumb by the end of season one, and I tried season two and bounced. Oh, Be well, honest. let me tell you the story of season two. They find a farm, and everybody there is really, is really nice. And then uh, the last three episodes, they find out that everybody there isn't really, really nice. And, and, they're, and they're fascist racists. And they're fascist racists, <laughs> and you have to run away. <laughs> and they're Vic. Uh, let me tell you about the story of season three. <laughs> but they find, they <laughs> they find, find this really nice place prison. to live. <laughs> they find a prison. <laughs> yeah, they find a prison. And they live there for a while, and then they find out that everybody in the prison also fascist racists. Huh. Um, and someone cuts a hole in a fence at one point, I think, if I remember correctly. That sounds important. Fence holes. And then, uh, I don't know, there might be Season a zombie four baby. Season at the it's, CDC, and everyone at the CDC is a fascist racist? <laughs> well, I mean, duh. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think the CDC people are, there's one guy, and he's a nihilist, and then he blows, and then he initiates the self-destruct sequence, if I remember Wait, correctly. I thought that was season and one. I that is a very one. famous, no. That's that was season one. That's yeah. season one. Yeah, season one. Yeah. Okay. I saw that. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. I was done by then. <laughs> I was like, this sucks. Because there's a huge CDC location in Atlanta, in Atlanta and that's yeah. where they started. Yes. And, yeah. Yes. So they and go for we all but know the CDC like every single episode has a lot of is, every single season is like now they're on a farm now they're in a prison now they're in a hospital and the exact same plot it's, it's, yeah this is a great show Mark <laughs> it made a hundred quadrillion it made Texas a with fuck. a dollar sign Mark, on it you you do equate popularity with quality a lot of the time like when you were telling me Marvel fight scenes are good because people like the Marvel movies. Yeah, I mean, people I just fundamentally oh, whatever disagree. I'll take oh, that's fine yeah, I will yeah being like oh I made this much money is like you can. That can be indicative of quality, but it can also be indicative of a lot of other things. I actually think the fight scenes in Marvel movies are pretty well realized, other than Doctor Strange. I haven't Those seen the new good. One. Doctor Strange are the good ones. He just says this. He just says this. Listener, I'm holding my arm in a circle. This is all he does. This is the fight scene. <laughs> Let's you talk about what else the movie scene? does wrong. I am fighting you. I am drawing a circle in We already in the were. Air. We already were. Okay, I'm just trying to move past whatever this nonsense Mark's doing. Uh, yeah, is. just do it. He's making those. The out. nonsense I'm doing is a a note, but no, perfect. To, okay, to, to bring this Dr. back Strange. on a point that Mark had made, which I am terrified to do, <laughs> is that it. Yes, it it, it <laughs> is over reliant on tropes. I think that is. Yes. I think that is correct, and that's where I got to the day where we've been splitting hairs a little bit with the whole Vic assessment. This movie also a lot of the time wants to have its cake and eat it too, or wants it both ways, right? It wants to make Martin. <laughs> you don't have this. to. You don't have to explain what the colloquialism of "have your cake and eat it too" means. You might need to. Well, I, I don't might even not think know it what doesn't. That, means. that that colloquial, I had to explain it to myself because it doesn't make sense to me. Have your cake and eat it too. Fuck. If off. I have a cake, I'm fucking eating it. There's no other point to a cake. Yeah, that's stupid. Um, I'm not giving it away. <laughs> I think I am. But he he they. Want him to be a self-sacrificing father who stops at nothing to protect his daughter, but then also have him run away from Vic five different times for no fucking reason. Why Why doesn't he at least bonk Vic on the head when he's passed out asleep? Give him a good bonk. Should bonk him. Bonk him. Really I don't know. I, that, this, is, this, this is a very, honestly, weird and cynical take. Like there, I think there are people who won't choose violence. Either because they're meek and scared of what happens if they don't do it right, or they're just not willing to go that far. But honestly, in that situation, I would try and choose the stealth route over the murder someone in their sleep route. <laughs> uh, once someone locks me in a cage with the aboriginal woman he's enslaved and tries to feed me to zombies, yeah, I'm fully going to try to kill that person. I, I, look, yes, I know. They're justifying killing him, but I don't think it's abjectly what the movie does wrong to say that you don't immediately turn around and just murder someone. It it makes the 
but they, then they show him taking, they show Martin Freeman carefully finding his gun and picking up one of his guns when he knows he has two, leaving the other one so that it can then have the dramatic scene of Vic waking up and pointing a gun at them. Yeah, I, like, yeah, no, that's you can, a little, there, yeah, there's some Chekhov's, is that a Chekhov's gun? I don't know. It's not a Chekhov's gun. I don't think gun, it's, it's like a Chekhov's it's, it's bang it's, bang. it's a Chekhov's leaving your gun behind. <laughs> I didn't notice a Chekhov <laughs> yeah. situation in this movie. But it's, it's, I don't know, it just, and it just felt to me irritating at that point. Yeah, I mean, certainly, and obviously none of us can weigh in on what we would do in that situation, but... No. You have to be in it. That's how it works. Yeah. <laughs> we have to be in these fantasy situations in order to understand how the human brain works. But I I, just, I, just, I mean, whatever. Under stressful situations where you're already probably have, like, some type of viral fever, and you're tired, and you just want to find your daughter a home, and you just saw your wife get murdered, and you're also trying to care for a severely concussed 12-year-old. There are a lot of things yeah. happening. I don't know. You're not making there the best decisions. There are a lot of things happening. And at that point, no. also, he's still trying to save uh, whatever the fuck her name is, Abigail or whatever the yeah, other lady's name. that didn't work. <laughs> yeah, he does a great job at that. But Okay. You want to talk about- a fucking gun because he didn't kill Vic. All the all the tropes the, of all the tropes that that was another one that I had a nitpick nitpick of is if you jump that scene doesn't make any fucking sense not even at all if you have blow, blow, a rifle with a with a hunter scope on it and you're shooting at someone to kill them and someone jumps out in front of the bullet I mean I don't know forty feet away from them and you're shooting from an elevated position how are you gonna hit that person who jumps out in the heart. What? He, he would have had to have been the ground. He would have had and to have been it, shooting at Martin Freeman's like foot. He would have hit the and ground. You, I mean, twenty feet behind. yards <laughs> in front of Martin Freeman. No, behind. He's shooting down. Yeah, no. Martin in front. Freeman's out here. Yeah, he would have in, in her in the heart. Yeah, it would have been in front of Martin Freeman. It was angled too severely. He Otherwise, was, it would wait, have been he head. was in front though. He's way up top. He's cli- He's up. He's got a vantage point. He's you climb up to get to his bed. He would have. It would have hit the ground in front, right? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, of Martin Freeman. Yeah, my God, yeah. it's a more severe angle to hit her. Otherwise, you're going over her head and you're hitting Martin Freeman. Either oh way, God. lest this you the, it, the it, movie yeah. lets you forget about that, but then not, wants to not. remind you because later on, when Vic just decides, I guess he can't kill the infant, and he's just sitting there sobbing. And he says, you took Lorraine away from me. Oh, Martin Lorraine, Freeman's yeah. very movie writery response is, she wasn't yours to begin with, and not, you're the fucker who shot her. You shot her. I didn't shoot her. You shot her in the heart, <laughs> fucker, with a scope, fucker. a scoped rifle. <laughs> fucker. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> you dirty rat. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. That scene... I'm sorry I made you shoot her in the heart with a rifle with a hunter yeah. scope on it. You that scene is like, hey, guess what? You're watching a movie written by people. You enormous <laughs> you piece of garbage. Also, yeah. I mean, I kind of get not being an antagonist there because he is like holding Rosie's head by the palm of his hand like he's going to twist her head around backwards. And that would be but he says, she, But he's still antagonizing him. He's saying she was never yours to begin with. That's a little bit less. And that, I mean... That's less antagonistic from a forcing the point narrative than you shot her, you motherfucker. I don't know. I think a person who wants to own people and put them in cages is more upset by the idea they're not allowed to do that than they are by being called a motherfucker. Hmm. That's a good point. 
He's a cartoon supervillain, Mark. You're forgetting about this. Yeah, yeah. He really should have taken Rosie and tied her up and put her on the train tracks. They were already on the train <laughs> yeah. tracks. They were on the train. <laughs> I mean, there was a scene where her head was literally on the rail, and I was like, "It's gonna happen." <laughs> There's a train now. Ah! Yeah, powered by zombies. <laughs> The humans are on it, but it's powered by zombies. It's Snowpiercer now. Now we're in Snowpiercer. <laughs> the bones are their money. <laughs> Wait, Billy him or Billy me? <laughs> hey, hey, screenwriters uh, out there, aspiring screenwriters that are listening, please, for the love of God, never, ever, under any circumstances, under any circumstances in a movie you're writing, <laughs> ever have someone swerve off of a road and hit a tree because there was a person standing in the center Then they were looking down. A, don't have the person looking down in the first place because that's not how people drive. And B, you would probably just fucking plow through the person instead of choose to slide off the road and kill your entire family. Especially when they're a zombie. Mark, Mark, that's... I mean, a you don't know that. Kill them, ah, a lot of people kill themselves tr- swerving to avoid deer and porcupines in Idaho. Like, it's the, the one of the major traffic accident causes in Idaho. But I set it up better than I we've seen this exact shot so many times where yes. they don't if, even apply, if, like why do people never just apply the brakes? Brakes are a thing in cars that you can hit here's the and other slow point. you down. Mark to your credit, here's the other point of this movie. It's a zombie fucking apocalypse and there's someone shambling out into the middle of the road. You know who shambles? Zombies. <laughs> hit him. Yeah. And you have a wife who's bleeding to death next to you. And, and you're an essentially daughter. choosing to hit a tree instead of hitting a random shambler. A rando So shambler. I think what, what we're saying here is Martin Freeman's a cuck. I didn't say that. Woof. <laughs> Why would you do that? I don't know. Yeah, I, I like where Mark I'm, is I'm going. I'm confused. I, I don't know what that phrase means anymore. Once upon a time, Me it just neither. meant that you were a person who was getting cheated on. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Now it's like some like art. It's like, like Pepe it. the Frog's involved. I don't. I don't really get it. I don't know. Should have hit the zombie. Yeah. Should have hit the zombie for sure. Any other does wrong. I, I am. That's a nitpick, but I am including it in does wrong because it's like probably chief among the idiot tropes that are in this movie. I forgot you hadn't blown the whistle because I've been talking about nitpicks for the last 10 minutes. Yeah, he yeah, should have blown I mean, the probably whistle. Probably should have blown it a while ago. ago. My bad. My bad. My bad. That was a dereliction of duty on my part. Uh, The family celebrating the birthday at the beginning have helium balloons? Yeah. That fucked me up too. Where the fuck are my, they getting helium from in this apocalypse? <laughs> there's a helium. <laughs> in there's this a, economy, there's a, there's a helium shortage. They know there's in a helium life. shortage, right? There, there was a helium shortage in pre-pandemic life, and especially in 2017 when this movie was getting made. Yeah, there'd be no helium. helium. I'm not concerned about where the production company got the helium. He's concerned from. about I'm this. Concerned about <laughs> this where scene. this mid-apocalyptic family yeah. got, got a helium, helium cylinder from. Well, if a party, party store is still store. active, yeah. yeah, they have a little little mini helium canister. Of all the stores that will still be functional during a pan- uh, pandemic, Zerchers, <laughs> a party supply store Zerchers. is one of them. Zerchers. I've never known how to say the name of that fucking business. Zerchers. It's, I think it's Zerkers. Zerkers. I think you're wrong. I think you're wrong. I think Jack wrong. and I have had this exact same conversation. I have the same take as you. So it's, it is two to one. I okay. Two to right. one. I don't know what's right. Uh, side note. Everyone listening, just go tell your loved one that you love them right now. But also, Martin call, Freeman, specifically, hey. tell your wife you love her. You know she's going to die in 48 hours. Yeah, you know, call your mom, say I love you. D- denial well, the, is a real thing. I get this, that. But fuck, Mark, tell your wife you love this her. This couple God. is bad at communicating. Because she asks him, were you safe? And he says, yep, totally safe, absolutely fine. 
And then she decides, no does worries. She not, does she not think he got everything from that tiny boat? Does she assume he left half she of has, the shit in that boat that, behind she's the boat? Going, she's going to the boat specifically for a present for him for their anniversary. I understand. Does she not? But he would it, have stripped that shit bare. Like, does she not think? Yeah. There's no she, reason like, to go My back. husband's so useless. He probably left yeah. the big bottle of whiskey Honestly, on the counter Honestly, this is She's not looking for that. I think she's looking for... A, a razor is what she's yeah, looking yeah, for. A razor. This is borderline cool anniversary present. Does wrong because like he fucks That's up th- by saying it was fine. It's no worries, but she has literally no reason to go back to the place that is a turning point for her character and really the driver of everything. Then the whole movie, the whole, her, her whole the reason for dying movie, which again just yeah. goes back to like they had cool shit and then they wrote a movie around it. Hey, speaking of trope, we're up to trope count four now, but getting dragged from well, your face, oh, yeah. facing the camera, growl in the background, get pulled back get away pulled from back. It. Yeah. yeah. The Raimi move. Yeah, exactly. You do everything except for the, the fingernails. Style. The style. Yeah. No, the style was there. Yeah. The, the thing that was missing was the fingernail it scratching la- it along lacked, the ground. It lacked I, some of that je ne sais quoi. I had forgotten if you about how stupid that fucking scene is, and I almost was like, I gotta have to watch. I can't. This I is also, so stupid. I also think I, I can't really figure out what the fuck happened, where she gets fully dragged back into the boat, but also she survives with a Beats bite in the Beats the leg. zombie somehow? Yeah. She's bleeding out. Like, it bites her femoral artery. But then she just and like swims she... back to the boat. Also, I guess alligators don't exist in this world anymore. It's or hip- Australia, hip- Mark. If you want, if you want to have that nitpick, then every second he's out and about, should be should be she, he should be shimmy shimmy ya shimmy ya shimmy yay. He should be being attacked by the most dangerous animal that's ever existed. It's Australia. Yeah, like why are there not more black mambas and tarantulas? And I'm box so jellyfish? fucking happy there wasn't a spider in this movie. Funnel Neat web pick. spiders. Should have been no spiders. Web spiders. <laughs> there should be a scene where he's just like trying to chill for a second, and the kangaroo comes by and just mauls the fuck out of him. Yeah, his wife's an idiot, is what I'm saying. <laughs> I mean, yeah, the, the whole the whole contrivance of her ending up with a bite is poor. Uh, can we get? <laughs> so we've talked enough about Vic, but also how fucking hilarious. But also, let me talk more about Vic. How, how fucking hilarious is it that when we first meet Vic, he's trapped under an air cylinder? But also, Yo, his car happened? is already hooked up to tow it off of him. It makes no <laughs> fucking sense. This is almost escalatable as well. <laughs> it's like it, he's like an NPC in Red Dead Redemption, where you're just <laughs> you, you walk up and the mission marker shows up. He's like, "Help! Help! I've been trapped by a falling air." And cylinder. that's where you ride your horse on by. <laughs> it's almost yeah. certainly a trap, right? Like he had to set this up. In a contrived way to also not hurt himself too bad. He already yeah. had the brace on his leg. <laughs> yeah, he already, that's, yeah, he already has a brace <laughs> on his leg. What the fuck is happening? I don't understand. He the car is like, already hooked up. This to thing going. Yeah. <laughs> Makes no fucking yeah, sense it's at it's all. Truly befuddling. I'm nonplussed. <laughs> <laughs> the things that happen during the movie don't make a lot of sense. That's <laughs> really true. It's really, really it's true. It's the emotional stuff and then the props that are good. <clears throat> Luckily, they carry weight. Speaking of the props, I like the goo on the face. I like all that. Yeah, but it, what we talk it, about them when the movie does right. That's right. That's but it happens right, so fast. You know it what? It happens so fast. You know what's interesting about all of this is like, uh, whoever made that prop clearly has kids because Lisa went through an eye goop phase a little bit ago, and it's like shockingly accurate. <laughs> 
I guess what happens? Uh, gross baby facts. I guess if you're triggered by gross baby facts, skip I ahead. I think that's like just a baby seconds. fact, Mark. That's just a regular yeah, baby like fact. Are there it's any probably that are gross. gross? Yeah. Yeah, there are some that are extremely cute. Uh, but I guess your like sinuses aren't fully developed to the point where they can't drain. So sometimes if you have some type of infection in your sinuses, they just come through. Like all of that snot just comes out of your tear ducts. And that's essentially what pink eye is. Pink eye is... It's slightly different. It's when you have an infection in your it's, it's, eye. Yes, I know. But it's when you have an infection in your sinuses, your boogers just come out of your eyes. I see. And that happened to Lisa Similar a little while ago. different place. Yeah, where okay. she like would close her eyes and then couldn't open them back up because it was too sticky. <laughs> it was fucking nice. gross. But like they developed, the goo develops so fast on Martin Freeman's eyes. That's like overnight it develops where she can't open her eyes, right? Yes. It's not like yeah. Yeah, she yeah, yeah. bent over and then looked back up and all of a sudden, <laughs> yeah. I have four pounds of goo on my face. It would have been funnier had he like sneezed and then come back up. <laughs> Again, they have to avoid the nose because of how important they thought smell was to this movie. But the whole uh, right, the whole point of what I'm saying is that it's shit in your sinuses that then go out your eyeballs and so. Of your either nose. way, he couldn't smell the perfume. So what Toomey did was useless. She just wasted valuable perfume. He clearly reacted to it in a beautiful scene. Then he shouldn't have. That I also made me cry. I cried like four times. Uh, I made, I made me cry <laughs> what, so much, times? dude. What were the distinct times? Uh, I mean, I didn't actively cry when he the the moment that martin freeman has after he spikes his wife when he's been bitten and he just puts his back into the car and screams yeah that one's heavy heavy didn't quite get there with that uh but the other times were uh at the end of the movie obviously with the thank you thing uh and i don't know there's like random other spots That are just like thank you, Martin. Martin Freeman's whole death scene when he like falls to his knees after carrying them. Yeah, is I was bawling my fucking eyes. Exactly, it's hard to differentiate. Like I guess I shouldn't say there were like four distinct points because it was just like the second half of the movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, The thank you is what got me. After the thank, did you cry? I'm not really a crier, and it got me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I've seen this movie before, so it's so effective. Thank you. Fuck. It was a lot. That's also a thing from the short, by the way. Oh, yeah. I should Except I think in the short it says my name is Rosie. Um, Don't you dare call me something else. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is a neat pick, I think, or maybe a maybe it's just a not pick because I don't know what it is. Does he? Re- what is the reference to Mom's spaghetti when he's making himself a carrot on a stick? I don't recall this at all. He. He says, he, he, say said, he, yeah. I he watched tells to me, like don't, don't worry, ago. it's not gross. Just think of it like mom's spaghetti. And I couldn't tell Knees if he was doing an weak. M&M thing. I don't, Arms or head. Or, I don't yeah. think he was doing an <laughs> yeah. M&M in this case. I don't think he was either. I think that's more of a colloquialism. I but, think that's yeah, why m M&M and probably used it. I agree. Which also made me remember that like I was confused about the carrot and stick thing for until I was like 16. I don't think I got it figured out. What do you mean the carrot and stick thing? Okay, because people say, like, there's the carrot and there's the stick when they say, I can either reward you for good behavior or punish you or for bad, right? with the a carrot stick, yeah. versus the stick. But then also in cartoons, there's a lot of times when you'll, like, tie a stick with a carrot on it that's, to a horse. Yeah, but that's just the carrot. And that's what I thought people meant when they were yeah. saying the carrot and stick thing. Yeah. And it was very confusing. You're like, for it's a all just an like incentive. Me. I mean, you're 50%. You're like, what are we right? talking about? Yeah. The carrot and the stick never, is just meant to make sure that. Carrot the is carrot stays there. Right. 
So you need you need both. Look, what's the use? What good is a carrot without a stick? You'll just stop and keep eating it right there on the ground. You won't move forward at all. I, you need I, both the I, carrot I, and the stick. I'm not a fan of sticks. Okay, so I just use carrots and I never go anywhere. <laughs> I'm stuck. I'm I've been feeding my horse carrots for decades. And I tied they just a get carrot to a string, tied the other end around my horse's ear, and it just walked around in a circle for a day and a half. Hey, as far as world building stuff goes, I feel like we haven't talked enough about the coat hanger uh, mobile thing. I love, Very, I love. That also prop. made me cry at the end. Also, yep, made yep, me exactly. Like, that was part up. of part of the roller coaster. Oh God, good God. <laughs> uh, hey, hey. Also, Rosie's life when she grows up in this volcanic crater is going to be full of the worst sunburns that this world has ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> she has the compl- she has Martin Freeman's complexion ostensibly. It's it's, it's not going to be. She's good. like a semi translucent human, and she's there, living and in is, the there, sunniest part of the world with no structure. These they're, they're, this culture does not have buildings that you live inside of. Right. So her hope is that clay. The the yeah. I mean, you just smear clay all over your body, I guess. But like, boy, <laughs> she's gonna have the leathery skin of a crocodile within like ten years. <laughs> She's going to be a grizzled 10-year-old for a number of reasons. <laughs> well, yeah, that's true. Last thing I did want to say is uh, we know from earlier in the movie that you're prone to seizures. He has a seizure while he's shaving or whatever, while he's about to shave at the hospital. Yeah. His wife has a seizure when she's changing Rosie. Yeah. Why walk across <laughs> elevated train tracks with a baby on your back? If you have a seizure... You are both yeah. going to fall to your death. Yeah, not good. Not good. And then you're going to be eaten by zombies. I to two And to that point, I also understand that it's part of the imagery of the film, but why did he have to carry Toomey the last way? She didn't, like, hurt herself too bad, did she? She was thrown I mean, against the train track and, I, be- I guess, had, like, a severe concussion. I mean, I think she was okay. exceptionally fucked up. It's what's weird and almost a nitpick is that, like, when they, when they actually got to meet up with her family... Yeah, yeah, the healing uh, powers of her mom cured her almost immediately. She was fine. Her mom, she was fine. Yeah, she's fine. Like no, uh, one. Uh, I know Martin Freeman isn't the most capable uh, protagonist in this movie, but the way he's choosing to destroy this minimum three eighths inch, but probably half inch thick wire chain that binds him to Toomey, is by hitting it with a rock. How would you do it? You're gonna hit. How it would with you a do it? Wait, provide rock? a quick sir. Pop a quick service on our listeners here. Uh, how would okay. you do it in that situation? Because you're the handiest of men on this podcast. First off, I would try to get leverage on the cuff and break the shackle uh, with with the twisting leverage. But if that didn't work, if all you have is to cut the chain somewhere, a grinding motion on rock like sandpaper is gonna wear through a thousand times faster than hitting it is going to do fucking anything. Also, just slide it against rock, preferably sandstone. I mean, I know they're hiding from Vic at this point, but also, like, the, the there are facets of the modern world that are still out there. Like, just find a car and... It's not... There's a lot of... He has a <laughs> lot of options, and the lowest on the list should be hit it with a rock a bunch. <laughs> you got to get back to your roots. It's the old ways, Jack. <laughs> I mean, he's definitely seen it on TV. These are like also old school shackles. That's like a three pin lock. You could pick that with a twig, I bet. <laughs> a porcupine. Where do you quilt. think that? Where do you think Vic would even buy something that you could t- pick with a twig? It's Australia, man, and he's a racist. I don't know. They got weird shit. <laughs> Wasn't they Australia a snake oil salesman selling, selling, selling their handcuffs be good? Restraints? 
I don't know. You both just like screamed so many words yeah. at me and it came through as a wall of sound. <laughs> That's fine. Mine was dumb. <laughs> I just like the concept of a snake oil salesman selling him shitty restraints. Like the yeah. guy who's going <laughs> town to town being yeah, like, you want to tie town. somebody up? Mark, you and I did the exact same accent yeah. for an old-timey con, man. <laughs> well, I mean, that's what it's like. Yeah, there's only it, one accent. It's also not that far off of our World War II news announcer voice. It's yeah, not. it's the same guy. The World War II is that, but, like, deeper. No. A little bit deeper. With a little more gravitas. Yeah, it's got, sure. like... Oh, little, you gotta have the gravitas. Yeah, it's like, it's like there's more pomp and circumstance, whereas the snake oil salesman has, like, a slight nervousness because he doesn't know how it's going to go down. But a little more rhythm to his speech. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, it's right a lot more rehearsed. Yeah, he's, he's selling. Done it. The newsboy, the newsboy is basically learning the headline as he's screaming it. Whereas the snake oil salesman, this is like the tenth down he's been to. You know, he's, he's, he's got to run this game. Newsboy, we're talking about like the dude that comes on the radio and is like talking about the boys have been. Also, there was hard fire all day. He but doesn't come on the radio. Off. I feel like that's the reel that's on before the movie. You go. That's to. fine. Yeah. Fine that. That's still like there's more Go of this, them, and then it's it. This is different than buy my shed hair, son. Like they're well, different. Oh, I, like Jake's Jake's con man. I like Jake's <laughs> con man. Yeah, Jake's prospector con man is my favorite. Okay. <laughs> I've got restraints <laughs> for you. This restraint will <laughs> be solid. I swear, guaranteed. You can't leave this sp- with a twig. Dirtiest pickaxe. <laughs> we should go to raids. <laughs> I'm getting out of here. Well, we went from things we couldn't pronounce to bad accents. So, <laughs> Jake's prospector is pretty solid. I don't solid, think any I'll of those are bad that. accents. We were just having to clarify who they were. <laughs> we were all just wrong about who we thought we were doing. Yeah. And in that way, we learned a lot about ourselves. The real accent was the friends we made along the way. <laughs> exactly. There it is. We, over to Z Horror, use a 1 through 10 rating system to rate the movies we watch. For one, think of how you'd rate how good Chet Hanks is at interviews. Do you oh, even oh, speak yeah. Patois? I mean, not really. Not really? I just know a couple things. A couple two tree things. Things, oh. you know what I mean? <laughs> a couple two tree things. Boom, <laughs> boom, What does that mean to you? And for ten, think about Peter would rate the freshness of a cereal. And so one day I came home and she had this waiting for me because it keeps my cereal fresh. And now I have the freshest cereal. Stories, the first category took these movies. Mark, this was your pick, right? The thing for story. Uh, I gave it an eight and a half. Broad Strokes is absolutely great. Uh, where it falters is in its reliance on tropes, which we've now pontificated on at length, so I'm not going to go too far into it. But I do think on balance, it's a pretty good story. I like it. Mar- uh, Jake, what about you? Mark, Mark go again. again. Do it again, Mark. Mark go again. again. I didn't like it. Go again. Uh, I gave it a seven and a half. I have basically no divergence from Mark in terms of reasoning, just a slightly lower score. Yeah, I gave it an eight, and it's it's interesting nice. because circled the uh, wagons. We did circle the wagons. It's really strange when a movie that does so much interesting, powerful stuff using tropes, like we talked about the timing of the zombie apocalypse and the way this plays with that, the emotional effectiveness of the story, like all that is very powerful, but then it also still relies on bad tropes in a bad way for a lot of it. So it's an eight, and it. Oh god, it was so close to being like a like a ten, uh, yeah. but it's an eight. Uh, world building immersion, second category. Mark, what's your world building immersion score? Uh, using, <clears throat> I gave it a nine. Using the outback is a great choice. Using the juxtaposing the two stories of Andy and Toomey before they meet is a is a really solid storytelling choice there too. I think they do a great job of building the world, even if a lot of it is sort of judicious, lack thereof. 
I'm also giving it a lot of credit here for the prop that I think Jake is going to bring back up in effects with the care packages that are kind of scattered around. So fucking But cool. while that is an effect, it's an it's an incredible feat of world building. World bu- Yeah, really, I mean, that's really the main is. purpose, yeah. right? You it said conveys you gave it an so much so simply. I gave it a nine. You gave it a nine? I thought I heard eight. Okay. Um, Jake, what about you? Well, okay, I was going to feel slightly weird to go higher than Mark on one of these. I guess I'm going slightly lower. I went an eight and a half. It is, again, basically the same reasons. That is, we typically put props and effects, which I don't want to, like, double jeopardize or, like, the positive side of that. But you at can, the same time, you like, can, it's You a, can it's, double jeopardize if they affect other categories. It is a it is the primary mechanism for what allows the world to be built. And it is a really good example of how you do things without having to add unnecessary dialogue around them right why would you just constantly walk around with one of those spikes if you can reload them if they like go out multiple times wouldn't you just like keep that shit in your pocket i don't know maybe they're very yes. heavy i don't think they're that heavy dude hey you know what would have broken that shackle fucking spike <laughs> one of those pneumatic powered spikes. potentially things. i mean if it's gonna kill a human it might yeah it might be okay mm. it might be okay <laughs> yeah i look i went eight and a half yeah uh i went a six and the reason was this is Look, this they build a hell of a world. <laughs> I agree with that. It is emotionally very impactful. I'm on board for a lot of it. But for so much of this movie, I was ripped out by how stupid his wife is, by how mustache twirling Vic is. Like just so much of this movie, like of, of the bulk running time, not of the parts I remember after I've sat down and think about the movie, but of the parts that while it's happening are happening to me are not immersive parts for me they really rip me out of it and even the cool looking cinematographic scenes like the cage are like that but that's the dumbest that's the dumbest thing i could barely uh, see this movie through my tears four and a half four and a half no i gave, <laughs> I gave it a six uh i'm willing to accept that that's too low but Vic is a very stupid character yeah to be in this yeah, movie that's true uh so his whole scheme i don't think we spent enough time talking about how dumb his scheme is to get rich <laughs> He's like, steal I'm gonna sell watches. natural gas and watches from dead people. But also, I'm not gonna. He has one mobile substation of a natural gas pipeline. Like that's not. He hasn't gone to the source. He has not controlling shit. I mean, I think it is funny that he's just a thunderously stupid person. That guy's dumb that as is, a sack of hammers. Pretty good. That is pretty good. But he has a gun, and therefore he's king. Yeah, that's probably accurate. Um. Anyway, I gave it a six. Let's go to scare factor, Mark. I gave it a four. This is, I mean, once we cut through the adult fears and facing your mortality side of things, from the actual horror side of it, I actually might be too high on this. (laughs) This isn't a particularly scary movie. It's a very emotionally affecting movie, but, like, the zombie elements of it are really the only, like, true horror horror part of it. And I do remember the, the mucus face hitting really hard particularly on the wife when he turns her around after the car accident when he wakes back up from losing consciousness uh but i mean that's that's one scene and it didn't really hit me that hard on the second go so i i'm kind of curious where you guys are going to land on this it's not a particularly scary movie let's see where jake went i went three i i mean yeah this is primarily adult fears the mortality thing the like what's going to happen to my kid uncertainty the world's falling apart my spouse is dying like everything's falling apart that stuff hits more heavy than scary, but there's legitimate adult fears is the way we describe it on this podcast there. It's not high, but it's also not totally bereft of things that are, that make me feel distraught. I'll say. 
Yeah, I gave it a four. I have nothing to add. Uh, you guys nailed all of my feelings on it. Uh, it's going to take us into effects or judicious lack thereof. Mark? I gave it a six. I think it's mostly judicious lack thereof, which means it's essentially capped, but they do do a few really good things here with effects as far as props go with the kits, as far as makeup goes with the, um, like, goobery zombies and as far as costuming goes with willie's yellow jacket uh, they they tell a good well i mean but you laugh but that was uh, oh, substantial yeah, I mean, it, it, yeah. that was that was a good decision from the costume yeah department. you're right you're right i would also say costuming goes into the choice of having that backpack on martin freeman's back like the entire time and those things are heavy <laughs> those things are so fucking heavy um in any case i probably could be talked into going a little bit higher here but i did sort of cap it just that they didn't like the the effects that they did was they shot in the outback so cool good work so sets jake you went five six six i keep thinking you're going slightly different than you're going um keeping you on your toes yeah exactly oh i, I actually gave it a oh wait. i gave it a seven wait, i read on. it wrong did I say six or seven? I meant to say you seven. Said, I think you said five, six, and seven. <clears throat> I gave it all of those. I gave it every I gave it every number you wanted me to give it. I listener. gave it a four, an eight, <laughs> seven. a nine. I gave it a seven. I gave it a seven, seven. On the record, seven. Great. Seven. Are you, are you good? Seven. I gave it a six and a half. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's basically the same reasons. I think that this is a very prop and set heavy movie. Um, I do like your point, I guess, about the costuming with the jacket it does it it was funny when you said it but it makes sense it does you scoffed, uh, that said outside of those things like you don't have a lot of extra going on like it's it's prop sets and to a certain degree like there's really good looking but not a ton of it makeup that happens when it comes to the zombies themselves you're really good looking thanks bud it's very it's very nice of you i still gave it a six and a half okay yeah, I gave it a seven. Going last, as you know, is uh, it is sucks. Fun. There's nothing it's much to add. You're like, yep, same <laughs> score, same reasons. Pass, go. <laughs> uh, yeah, truly nothing bad. Overall, Mark eight. Uh, this is a movie that I very much enjoyed, and I would have preferred to not watch it. <laughs> I actually, you know, I watched this in 2018, and it's so it's been about four years. It's different now. This seems well, okay. I, now that you're I, a father. Clearly, you, I liked, have a clearly I liked child. this movie initially the first time, and it now resonated with Freeman. me. And I want to have that on the record that that happened before the situation that I am in now, which is <laughs> fatherhood. Yeah, fatherhood, like basically, essentially the same situation that Martin Freeman is in. In this situation, you know, minus the mid apocalypse. Although maybe we're just pre apocalypse. Whatever the fuck, I don't hey, know. It's a slow descent. Uh, this movie is resonant. Prior to being in that situation, and now that I'm in that situation, resonates even harder. harder. I also feel I owe it to the listeners to say, Mark's wife is fine, by the way. Just just in case there was any. Yeah, she's not dead. <laughs> Confusion about the situation. Oh, yeah, she's in which not Mark finds She's himself. not dead. <laughs> but she's or also not fine. Like, well, I, I was well, I was very confused as to whether like so they're like like fine, fine, or like fine, fine. What the fuck? You did a lot, you Mark. My thing was you did a lot of clarification about what stage of the apocalypse we're in, but not a lot of clarification about how you're not a single father. Oh yeah, <laughs> I'm not dying in the next forty eight hours. My wife, my wife is fine and also fine. Hasn't even been bitten as far <laughs> Great, as I know. You covered your bases. Perfect. <laughs> you covered them. They're all covered. I, I landed that with grace and aplomb. I, I am sure that yeah, an aplomb. Yep. <laughs> Jake, what about you? <laughs> this movie's full of aplomb, dude. Um, I gave Chuck it a seven. Ball. I think it's a good movie. 
I think it's a good movie. It it still like it suffers from a lot of the things that zombie movies suffer from, and it's because there are about a bajillion of them. But it does do a lot of things that are unique and that I really really enjoyed. Seven. Yeah, I agree. I gave it a seven as well. It's kind of interesting because it's not quite as emotionally impactful as The Road was for me. Like, I'd go rather watch The Road that's if that's what I want. And there's also better zombie movies if I want to go watch a zombie movie. But it blends those two unlike anything else. Like, it is very impactful in that way, and it made me fucking sob. But it's kind of... You're going to quick. You're gonna, you're gonna squeeze in a quick ugly cry? Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. Did you watch this? Did either of you watch this with your uh, loving other? No? no, no, but I did watch this after a veterinary appointment where I was discussing end of life monitoring and care for my dogs. Oh, goddamn so Christ! I was in a fragile state anyway. Let's pick that one back up off air. <laughs> um, to whom the hell would we recommend this? <laughs> this is a wait, Jack. What did you actually movie. give it overall? Sorry, a seven. Okay. This is a very recommendable movie. I think it's like, for me, it's not hard to recommend this to even like casual horror fans. There's not a ton of gore. It's easy to watch. Martin Freeman's performance is pretty stunning. The gross-out zombie effects are going to get a lot of people. Like this is, I think this is a great recommend. I can recommend this to almost anyone, I think, frankly. This is like, we don't, re- we don't watch a lot of movies that I would honestly say I could recommend to my parents, and I would definitely recommend this to my parents. Oh, for sure. But also, I'd recommend it to people who are looking for a heavy watch. Yeah, right? I, yeah, exactly. If you're in the mood for something fun, this is not it. <laughs> go, go, go to the next one. Go hit shuffle. You will cry. <laughs> <laughs> this is if you're like just want a good storytelling heavy watch. Yeah. Yep. Agreed. I, I mean, I would say that's basically it. I don't have any Australian would... film enthusiasts and Martin <laughs> Freeman fans. Martin Freeman fans. Uh, Martin Freeman fans. Yeah. If you've seen Martin Freeman, you're like, I like that guy. I mean, I think this is his best performance. Did you love him in Black Panther? Well, you'll you'll love him even more in Cargo. Totally. (laughs) Kind of totally. Let's get the fuck out of here. Yeah. This has been episode 253 of the A to Z Horrorcast. If you're still here hanging out with us and you like what we got going on, we have links in the description below. And as Jack mentioned at the top of the episode, we are giving all of our proceeds right now to Patreon members to... Planned Parenthood here in the U.S. Uh, there are a lot of people who need help, and you can feel good knowing that you're going to get perks while also knowing that your money's going to a good place. So, like I said, if you're here hanging out, you can feel good about the fact that you might be uh, getting extra perks for the, you know, knowing that your money's going to a good place. As always, the music is coming at you from Super Bear. Their link is down there in the description below as well. And next week, we are going to be reviewing a Jack movie. This one is Candisha, and I know next to nothing about this one, so I'm pretty excited for it. Until then, get your buddies, grab some beers, and go watch some more movies. Have a great week, everybody. Red wine on a Sunday morning makes you crazy, I think.